Hello, Herd, and welcome to another episode of the Herd main show here at Nerd Herder. I am your Herd leader, John Wayne. And I'm your Herd mom, Megan. Why That's you, a you lot say of herds. Like huh? Why'd you say it like that? Like what? I'm your Herd leader. I Lady! Don't know. <laughs> 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 uh, there's a lot of herding going on right there because there's a lot of you in the herd, and we love you because you are here giving us your ears, and we're here giving you Star Wars content. We got uh, the tea. It's a mutual exchange of awesomeness, so thank you. Thank you for the exchange. Uh, in exchange for your ears, today we're going to give you some news, uh, and we're adding in a new segment of news. Uh, we're going to talk about toys and collectibles a little bit. There was a uh, toy fair going on over the weekend, uh, and there were some cool announcements there, and we polled it and tested interest, and uh, quite a few people said, yeah, we'd be into it, so we yeah. added it in, and... Because of that, that actually helped determine what we were going to talk about today, uh, in that we're going to talk a little bit about uh, Star Wars toys and collecting, yeah. and uh, we're not going to spend an enormous amount of time on the history of Star Wars toys, because there's a great show on Netflix that you can watch that does a much better job at it, mm -hmm. but we, we're going to cover the basics of how it began, and kind of what it is now, and all that good stuff, and it's going to be a just fun conversation, I think. Um, and so, yeah, it's, it's a good show ahead of us, and we do have quite a few, uh, a good bit stacked on for the Q&A at the end. So, got news, got main show, got Q&A, that's yeah. a Star Wars content sandwich right there. Yeah, it is. You ready so, for me to talk a lot? Yeah, let's, let's get into the Star <laughs> Wars sandwich. Alright, delicious. Does it have roast beef or pepperoni? Uh, it has, uh, marbled Wookiee meat. That makes me sad. <laughs> you really are a Boba Fett fan, huh? Uh, well, that'd be more of a Bosque thing. I think, uh... Like a Bosque. I, my thing with Boba, I feel like he had a, had to have a reason to be that uh, intent on a trophy from a Wookiee. Yeah. Um, just because, I mean, Boba's not necessarily the nicest guy, but he's also not psychotic. Mm -hmm. uh, as as we're led to believe in the sense of, you know, Wookiee Scalp. Yeah. I feel like there had to be a story behind that. Um, There's gotta be. So, like, I mean, just because I, I feel like that makes him too much of a bad guy. Yeah. And Boba's always meant to kind of walk that line of, I could root for him, and I could also root against him. Mm hmm So, but, uh, yeah, more of a Bosk Trandoshan yeah. uh, kind of thing there. Also, if you haven't read the Darth Vader comic, what are you doing with your life? Because you don't know who Black Kristan is, who is now one of my favorite Wookiees. He gets better in Do the Dr. Aphra series, too. Yeah. I, I'm not there yet. I'm not working on it. I didn't spoil anything. I know. <laughs> um, Look, guys, I've got so many years of Star Wars to catch up on. <laughs> yes. Be patient with me, please. Uh, and there's some that are, are being gate-kept just because you have to get through certain uh, other content in order to fully appreciate things. Yep. So I'm having to guard you as carefully as I can, um, short like, of completely taking you away from social media, because that, that's yeah. the only thing I can't predict. <laughs> yeah. Um, so. Yeah, it's an anniversary today of something that was kind of spoiled for me. Yeah. Yeah. But, eh, it's fine. It's fine. It, it's fine. I mean, at the end of the day, spoilers only take away as much as you let them. Um, and so knowing a tidbit of information doesn't necessarily take away from the joy 
or emotional turmoil that can come from seeing it fully. Yeah. You know, um, so seeing an image on Twitter, seeing an image on Pinterest doesn't necessarily deflate all enjoyment of that moment. Yeah. Uh, it, it, and if anything, knowing what's coming only builds a kind of suspense. I'm not saying, mm-hmm. I'm not saying that I'm completely for spoilers and that if you don't watch it on time or it's your fault and all that. No, I do believe that we should be con- uh, aware of the fact that some people haven't seen everything, mm-hmm. um, and, and give a forewarning of if you haven't read this or seen this or done this, you probably, um don't want to read the rest of this, Yeah. whatever, but I am saying that it's about perspective for those that feel they have been spoiled, Yeah. Uh, and that's just something to keep in mind as we go into this era of time that's going to create spoilers for The Mandalorian, going to create spoilers for Episode Nine. going to mm-hmm. create spoilers for Jedi Fallen Order, so yeah. there's new Star Wars around the corner, which means new rumors, new leaks, all kinds of stuff, so... Just keep it in perspective. If you happen upon something you would deem a spoiler, um, try and just take control of that and turn it into a positive. Because what yeah. I found is it's far easier for you to change your perspective of a spoiler than to demand that someone stop yeah. posting spoilers. Yeah. Tag your spoilers, too. That's important. Well, exactly. Yeah. I yeah. mean, do what you... do. Be responsible as a fan and recognize that not everybody wants to know what you want to know yeah. or... As, is caught up to what you are. Yeah. All sorts of things. I've blacklisted uh, Rebels spoilers, or Star Wars Rebels spoilers. Right. It does not help. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so uh, if you know it, and, and again, it's one of those things, it's been out a while, it, the show's been over for almost a year now, I get it, but again, yeah. there's still people that haven't seen it and are on the journey to seeing it and want to see it for the first time fully, but... Yeah. Yeah, I mean, is what is, dog. Uh, so just keep a positive perspective around spoilers, because at the end of the day, we're never going to completely eradicate spoilers. Yeah, it's all right. It's it's life. It's dealing with it. Uh, speaking of comics, I was earlier, so <laughs> I'm taking it. That one thing I mentioned five minutes ago is coming yeah. back. Uh, out this week is Star Wars Adventures number 18, which features a Padme and Jar Jar story alongside the Flight of the Falcon issue, which tells us about Gannis Duquesne's mm-hmm. time with the Millennium Falcon. Sick. Yeah, so Duquesne was name-dropped in The Force Awakens, um, who uh, somehow got the Falcon to uh, Unkar plot. So uh, this is kind of um, trailing the events to... Uh, seemingly explain how um, the Falcon got to uh, Jakku in The Force Awakens, and then you add in Pirate's Price to that, which explains how it got to Batu for Galaxy's Edge. Mm-hmm. So um, it, I, I enjoy this kind of treasure hunt where, you know, the, Fal- the Falcon's the treasure, and kind of going on this hunt of, okay, how did it get here? And, you know, how did it get to... Uh, Jakku. Mm-hmm. How did Han let it out of his sight long enough for it to get to Jakku? And then, how in the world did Han allow it to get in the hands of Hondo? And and that's the beauty of um, this Flight of the Falcon story that's covering books and comics and, and, and such. Mm-hmm. Um, we get to see those. We get to answer those, mi- some would say, minor questions. Yeah. Uh, but it ends up being fun. Yeah. We get to see characters like IG-88. We get to see characters like Imbo. We get to 
finally see characters like Duquesne. I am kind of sore that he's just another Nikto, but it's one. It's a common species in. Uh, it's a common ruffian species too. Yeah, I mean, and and so I I I long for when we can branch out a little bit more. I mean, it's one of those things. I'm one. I feel like I'd rather see either new species or. Um, some species that are recently introduced get a little bit more playtime, but there's others that disagree and want more established uh, species as well. And mm -hmm. so for every time I say I want a new character or a new species or an explored species, there's someone out there saying, I want the old species, I want the ones we know, I want the ones we already know we like. Give us the Bothan, you cowards. <laughs> I, I doubt <laughs> Duquesne would have been a Bothan, but yes, yeah. we, we, it is Obviously. about time we get Bothans. Please. I can't believe we re we've regressed to that period when we don't know what Bothans are anymore. Right? Like, <laughs> I want to put my arms around the Is It a Bothan Twitter, because poor baby, he's having a mental breakdown right I, now. <laughs> I almost feel like when they finally introduce Bothans, it should be like, and this is General uh, Bartholomew, uh, the only remaining Bothan of the such and such squad and it pans but there's like this really derpy um rodian and he's just like hello <laughs> right well and he's like oh you want that guy and then it pans across and it's this glorious just like twinkle in the sky bothan reveal of like yeah you summon me or something <laughs> like I, I want it to be a funny little like Wait, that's not a bot. Oh, there, there's the bottom. You know what I want? I want it to just like pan to a regular guy, and then someone like waves their arm like down here, and it's just like <laughs> a bothan as we know them, but very, very small. Basically, just a, a house cat standing on its legs. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, we also get five issues of the solo adaptation. Hold up. Hold up. Rephrase that. We also get issues five of the solo ad. There we go. <laughs> I mean, you can get five issues if you buy all the past ones, but only one's coming out today. <laughs> Shut up, leave me alone. Don't um, overpromise, Megan. We can't deliver. I'm tired. You're always tired. We're always tired. This is life. Uh, life yeah. is is just constant exhaustion. I got a Ouija board and I summoned the spirit of a sloth. Now I'm possessed. There you go. <laughs> Uh, we don't normally mention the variant covers, but this this one has a very great Kira variant for which we recommend if you can grab it. Yeah, um, there's always way too many variants to mention, yeah. usually, um, so we don't do it purposely. We, we just choose to mention when it's something spectacular that you should check out. So okay. if you're able to get the variant cover, it's got Kira, it's almost like a... Um, almost looks like a stained glass to me, yeah. but it's done with pastel colors rather than very bold stained glass colors. Mm -hmm. um, it has Dryden, it has Maul. It's just, a, it's a really nice piece. Yeah. So I far recommend that over um, the other covers. Not that they're not great, but yeah. they're they, they're kind of what we've seen or they're captures yeah. of what we've seen. Get this is very new and cool. Yeah, you could do something that we do is get the regular one, but buy a variant and frame it. Mm-hmm. There yeah. you go. That's it. Um, so, onto from comic books, onto book books, which comic books are books. I don't care what your third grade teacher said. Uh, last week, pardon me, we got an excerpt from the upcoming Claudia Gray novel, Master and Apprentice. 
and it briefly gives us a glimpse at the relationship between Qui-Gon and the Jedi Council. But we will not spoil it for anyone, and just say that you should definitely give it a read uh, for yourself over on StarWars.com. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. I thought that Qui-Gon and a couple of other characters were captured pretty well in just the few paragraphs that it is. Yeah. Um, and... Yeah, it's it's interesting because it kind of made me think about a particular line of Obi-Wan's about if he would just stop arguing with the council, he, he'd be on the council by now. Yeah. Um, and so it it's one of those things where, again, once we got the details of what this book would be about, um, it felt right. And yeah. reading this, it feels right. It feels like these are the conflicts that these characters should be facing this is what would give us the most development and growth and most meaningful time with these characters and so forth and so on. So uh, I, I'm, it's just got me more excited. I, it's not made me excited. I've already been excited. Mm -hmm. uh, but it's one of those things that I love. I love it because it adds to that. Um, so, but it's just around the corner, really. Yeah. So I think, it, I think that is coming out in April. I think next month is Queen's Shadow. Or I might have to... I keep getting the March uh, and April release mixed up. Yeah. Either way, we're getting one great book in March. We're getting another great book in April. So there you go. Yeah. Well, John, we've reached our new segment. Yay. Toys. Our new news segment. Toy time! Like tool time, but better. <laughs> um, but first, John, what kind of toys do you collect? But that's spoilers for what we're talking about later. I can't well, answer that. Well, it wasn't that. in the notes. Well, well, if somebody would read ahead of the notes. Mm -hmm. Anyway, so toy news. Uh, there is a lot of stuff to discuss from the toy fair, which was in New York City. I think so. I guess so. Um, our wallet is not going to be happy. No, but our shelves will be. Oh, they're going to be so full. we got to go to Ikea and get more shelves, John. <laughs> so many more shelves. Um, so, we should be clear that we are mostly going to discuss what is more our level of collecting, which is very surface level, uh, widely available. Uh, we're going to talk about some of the youngling stuff, but not everything, because we could just be here all day if we talk about everything. Um, so, first, before the Toy Fair, uh, we had the announcement this year uh, of Force Friday's toy event. Basically, all the cool new stuff goes on sale on October 4th at 12.01am, and this year it's Triple Force Friday, because the announcement tells us that we, they will be focusing on merch for three major Star Wars releases this year. Episode 9, The Mandalorian, Jedi Fallen Order, as well. Um, until October 4th, we will see bits and pieces of what is going to be available to get hyped for the day. But it is exciting to know that we will they will give each of these products plenty of... Right, the projects plenty of attention. Yes. Yeah. Um... This is the first time I'm hearing of Force Friday, so it's going to well, be an interesting year. Yeah, I, I would say a year ago you weren't into co uh, collecting Star Wars as much, probably. I wasn't. I wasn't much into collecting you, many. You things. didn't really find your thing, and we'll talk. We'll talk about that more yeah. in the in the show. But um, Boy, I, I'm excited for this. Uh, I don't know why, 
but it, it was one of those things where just reading that the Mandalorian and Jedi Fallen Order are getting attention for this big toy and collectible release. And that's the thing. Mm -hmm. It's not just toys. It's it's things for all ages, which is great. But, um, yeah, just reading that the Mandalorian and Jedi Fallen Order are going to be on the docket of getting great things uh, during this event. Uh, it's not necessarily that I didn't believe they would. I, I guess... It was just, it's nice to see them get attention alongside episode nine mm -hmm. um, because up until this point all we'd really had to focus on was the next movie yeah you know the the next film uh, and so having the Mandalorian uh, up there alongside that having uh, Jedi Fallen Order up alongside that, which I can think of more that I'm excited about for The Mandalorian than anything. You know, obviously, getting The Mandalorian uh, alone, it, it, it sounds exciting. So, But it also is interesting because they're clearly thinking about the toy and collector's market in developing these things. Mm -hmm. They're aware that we have, you know, we need to make The Mandalorian collectible. We need to make the Mandalorian uh, uh, toyetic. We need to make <laughs> Jedi Fallen Order uh, toyetic and playable and enjoyable. And and it's just, it's 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 really, it, it, it's a nice idea. I, I, I enjoy just thinking about that and it's exciting to think about where that's going to go. And yeah. I'm looking forward to when they actually start announcing some of this stuff um, and whatnot. But obviously, we, we knew Episode 9 was going to get the attention um, I think that people tend to fear that if we're talking about Galaxy's Edge and if we're talking about the game and if we're talking about Mandalorian, if we're talking about these other things, then there's not enough to talk about about Episode Nine, and that means it's bad or so for or so, it, it's 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 as if people are afraid Episode Nine is going to be bad because there's other Star Wars, um, and I don't I don't think that's anything to worry about. I don't I never questioned whether or not. We were going to get awesome toys and collectibles for Episode Nine. Um, I never questioned whether or not we're going to get great books and comics and tie-ins with Episode Nine. We're going to yeah. get that because the films always get that. It's yeah. nice to see that it's becoming equal opportunity market for other Star Wars stuff. Mm -hmm. Because I think at times if it's not in the film, it feels like it's not as good or not as important. Sometimes I can feel like that when I talk about comics or, or something... It's it's like, yeah, but those are comics. I'm talking about the movies. It's like it's on another level because it's in yeah. a theater. Um, so, yeah, for me it was it was a great way to level the playing field of saying, hey, The Mandalorian is Star Wars. Episode 9 is Star Wars. Um, Jedi Fallen Order is Star Wars. It's all Star Wars. It's all important, and it's all going to get attention. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so mark your calendars for October 4th and be up at 12.01 a.m. Um the good thing is they have an online market as well. Mm -hmm. um, uh, several places are going to put everything up uh, online at that time as well. Um, if you don't feel like doing a kind of pre-Black Friday shopping, because um, I, I don't know how it is other places. It was pretty hectic at the Toys R Us here. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, well, we don't have to worry about that well, anymore. Yeah, but, but <laughs> all that means is there's one less toy place yeah, here. Pretty. For crazy. people to get stuff, so it's going to get crazier at other places. And it's pretty crazy at the KB Toys, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, crazy for the ghosts, maybe. That's all that shops there anymore. Spooky. 
Do you remember, like, in KB Toys, they always had that little... It looked like a tabletop with uh, kind of like a cage around it. Mm-hmm. And that's where they put the toys that, like, the little dog that did flips. The weasel that was attached to a, a ball that moved Our, around. Ours just kind of had them around. Um, like I mean, it was kind. Of, I mean, it was kind of like what Think Geek now is for us. I don't. Mm-hmm. It's one of those things. I can't say it, all Think Geeks are like this, but the one we um, have visited in Atlanta, um, I you know I'm not saying uh, the staff is unattentive, but usually you're just walking around and you know something comes flying around or like yeah. It, it's it's almost more like a testing ground. Yeah. Um, and, and so it, it feels almost as much like a play place as it does a place to shop. Yeah. Uh, and that's what KB Toys is. The one we had in Savannah, that's what it was like, uh, was, I mean, it was, it was an event to go to KB because yeah. you got to play as much as you got to shop, which was cool. I was never allowed to touch anything. Yeah, well. I broke things as a child. Yeah, knowing your family, that's a good rule to have in general. You're not wrong, <laughs> but I'm still offended. Um, <laughs> that's how the world works. Yeah. So, first off, uh, we're going to go on to Toy Fair news. Uh, first, for the younglings and maybe even some adults, we are getting a new app, uh, Interactive Lightsaber Series. Uh, the sabers will be linkable with an app that will help train younglings in saber styles and more. Oh man, that's going to be fun. Mm-hmm. Sounds like it, at least. Yeah. The main saber is pretty basic but other sabers will be available that can link to the app as well. The main saber is $49.99, but others will cost between $7.99 and $19.99. Yeah, it kind of sounds like a younger version of um, the Jedi Challenges yeah. VR thing. Yeah, I remember that. Um, and, and so uh, it's kind of just those... Some would call cheap light up sabers. Yeah. Uh, except that it tracks your movements, and to be able to say, oh, you know, you're kind of sloppy, you need to tighten up, or hey, try this move instead. Yeah. Or, so it, it's almost as if your the app seem, sounds like it's going to. I would love if the character for the app is Hu, Hu Yang. You haven't met yet, but it's a droid um, that helps with younglings. Uh-huh. mostly with building their lightsaber, but that could probably be extended to also saber combat. Um, either way, uh, that would be a, a, a fun little nod, but um, yeah, so it, it, it sounds pretty interesting. They they showed off that Luke and Vader's lightsaber will also be available. Um, I don't know what it entails to have character-specific lightsabers. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that character trains you or if it treats you like that character. Uh, but I'm pretty sure e- each style is different for different characters. Yeah. And I I think you can probably pick what style you want to practice on the basic, even. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if you think that the forty nine ninety nine or the nineteen ninety nine even are too expensive, they actually are coming out with just plain old collapsible ones. The only electronic thing about it is that um, mm-hmm. it'll have a little barcode that you can scan for the app. Mm-hmm. So... Uh, the seven, that's why they're seven ninety nine. Is they're they're basically the cheapest version of that that you can get. So I like that they're giving parents because uh, <laughs> it's not for kids. They're giving parents options of saying, "Hey, you want to give your kid this, but you can't afford the big one. Get the get the seven ninety nine one. 
Yeah. Uh, and they get a similar experience. Ooh, wouldn't it be cool if they have something at Disney, like they already have, where you can build your own lightsaber? Like for that? Yeah. That would be cool. Mm-hmm. It, I mean, because it sounds like there's just an internal internal feature that... Because it looks like the other sabers yeah. are pretty basic. And, yeah. and so I think there's just one thing that has to be inserted for it to be linkable with the app. So mm-hmm. it, that could be cool. Um because the basic one even has where you can open it and see the kyber crystal compartment and everything. Ooh. So it's 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 very interactive. It's very cool. And like I said, I got Jedi Challenges vibes from it. Yeah. Um, from the way they were talking about it in the article. Mm-hmm. It, a nostalgia moment. Isn't is there anything more like satisfying <laughs> as the like schwump sound you get from opening a lightsaber by flicking it? I, I mean, I can think of other great nostalgic sounds, but it it is pretty great. It's pretty great. Yeah. There's so many memories. I won't say it's the best. It's one of them. It it's it's one of the, yeah, it's one of the memory invoking, yeah, um, ones because back in back back then, I mean, it was just the collapsible ones. Yeah. Um, mostly like the electronic ones were way overpriced and mm-hmm. and um, not as accessible. Yeah. So you had the collapsible ones, and so the only sound you got was that kind of whoosh, <laughs> where where it all uh, kind of comes out and locks in place and such. Should we do some foley? Because we got one right there. No, no. <laughs> yeah. We'd probably hit something important. <laughs> yeah, although I will say, that sound is was usually uh, prece- preceded by getting hit in the face with a yeah. lightsaber. So, eh, maybe that's just a siblings thing. Um, so, some news for the Black Series. We are getting a Black Series hyper-real Darth Vader 8-inch figure. Yeah, so, imagine, if you will, uh, a world world in which a quarter-scale figure that is hyper-realistic and hyper-articulated exists, but costs $120. That's reality. Now imagine a world where there's a smaller eight-inch version for eighty dollars. That's basically what this is. Yeah. Uh, it's an eighty-dollar Darth Vader figure with, like, the clothing. I mean, they even show the uh, skeleton that's inside, um, the armature really that's yeah. inside um, to show off the articulation and everything. And so the what would be leather, I assume, on Darth Darth Vader's suit is there. You know, um, the cape is is cloth and uh, like so it feels yeah. and looks much much more real and it's uh, for eighty dollars. Yeah. We're um, still rating on that Ralph McQuarrie concept. Director. Yeah, that would be nice. Um, uh, it looks nice. Mm-hmm. I'm not paying eighty dollars for it. Yeah. Um, because uh, as some people have stated, you might as well go to Hot Toys. Uh, which is, I mean, it's $40 more, but you feel like you're getting $40 more value, and it's bigger. Um, is that and, the one that you have? No, the one I have is actually Disney, and it's pretty darn great. Right. Um, the one I have is Disney brand, and it's 12 inches, and it's got very similar features, very great detail, mm-hmm. good articulation, and mine only cost $69. Yeah. And that was at the Disney store. And I so, think... Go ahead. No, you go ahead. Uh, you can buy it at shopdisney.com. Yeah, I was going to say, honestly, if you're looking for a detailed, more realistic, collectible Darth Vader, 
um, if you're willing to pay cheaper, which most people are, um, yeah. get the Disney Darth Vader. Uh, it doesn't have a light-up saber or uh, sounds or anything like that. Which but isn't necessary. Visually, it's great. Yeah. Um, and, I mean, if you want something with similar aspects of the, the Black Series one, but you want more bang for your buck, because, mm-hmm. honestly, it's they could have done a better figure to start with, because it's it's Darth Vader... You don't get any different expressions with the face. You don't get any extra accessories. All he has is his lightsaber. Uh, and I think he's got like eight, eight, uh, not eight, pair, uh, four pairs of hands. Um, so it's like, so all of his accessories are hands. Yeah. And you're paying $80 when for six inches in all plastic for 20 you can get a similar face. It's just one of those things where... To somebody who's not shopped a market, this is going to be a great deal. And I yeah. hope you enjoy it. But if you're shopping the market, there's better options. Yes. Uh, for, for more bang for your buck, go for Hot Toys. Yeah. There's even older versions that are just as good as today's Hot Toys Darth Vader's that you can get for cheaper. Mm-hmm. And to be clear, I don't own Hot Toys. I just have plenty of friends uh, and know people who collect Hot Toys to know Hot Toys is a better value for what... Um, now, if this thing was, if this thing was fifty, I mean maybe. Yeah. But eighty dollars is a lot for not a lot. Yeah. Um, and it's not to criticize. It looks great. Yeah. It's a great idea. Yeah, but for an eight-inch figure with nothing but hands as accessories. Yeah, because what it sounds like they're doing is they're like, hey, we want to appeal more to collectors. Most of what collectors are going for are Hot Toys quality figures. Let's make a smaller, cheaper version of that. But the problem is they also lost some of the appeal of the Hot Toys figure in doing that. Yeah. I think there's ways to do what they're doing better. Um, and this is only the first figure. I imagine Yeah. they'll probably measure out the, the results of this and decide, okay, let's do a, uh, do a series. Yeah. And Black Series does fantastic quality control that way. Yeah. Well, and the only thing I'll say is they could only do this now because of the new face sculpting mm-hmm. stuff they have. Because a, a year ago, I would say they couldn't accomplish this. Yeah. They could not get simplified Hot Toys level of face sculpt and, and whatnot and face likeness. Now... They're on a much better level. Um, it will be interesting to see how it transitions from the 6-inch scale to the 8-inch. And that doesn't sound like it should make a difference, but it, it kind of does. It's one of those things where it's like with video games. The more um, the more pixels you have, the more detailed it has to be. Yeah. So that it doesn't f- feel like... Because it's basically one of those yeah. things like some game... Like, all right, let's talk Force Awakens. Uh, not Force Awakens, uh, Force Unleashed, because it's Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Um, if you blew that up into uh, the the screen capacity that most games would be now... It would look like hot garbage. It would. But because it's more condensed, uh, yeah. the details are much more scrunched together, so you don't get as much yeah. plainness. It's like, recently I went back to playing uh, old Kirby games, because... Mm-hmm. I absolutely love Kirby. Trying to play an 8-bit game on a screen that's 
this big, I guess, like, a, a few inches. Oh, uh, yes, that big. Okay. Sorry, um, it's not a visual medium, but I, I can't measure with my eyes. I mean, yeah, it's, uh, that, yeah. it's about 5.5. I'm talking about my, my DS. It's, and they condense it as well. Mm-hmm. It's, it's hard. It's, yeah, well, and that's why screens uh, for games have gotten bigger. That's why TVs have gotten bigger, because mm-hmm. we've been able to get better quality. Um, but yeah. some things can't get that. So it, it's a similar thing yeah. with sculpting and, and with paint, where it's like you can get it on a three and three quarter, you can get it because here's the thing: when the Black Series six inch line uh, launched, it had three and three quarter inch quality. That sounds great because three and three quarter inch looks great. Yeah. Three and three quarter inch doubled for the six inch line didn't translate no. as well. No. They looked they looked like Barbie doll faces, um, and so then they had to come up with a whole new technology for capturing better quality. Yeah. Uh, and it, it's it's one of those things where it's like I get why they did Darth Vader because it's a helmet. Yeah. You can't mess that up. But to get. But you can. Well. <laughs> to get proper likeness though. Yeah. Is a whole nother level. So it'll be interesting to yeah. see uh, what they're able to do. That's a long talk about about that. Uh, probably more than anybody wanted to hear. Here's but, my thing. Yeah. If you want it, if you've seen pictures of it, you think it looks great. Go for it. Go man. for it. Uh, my opinions are just from someone who's seen it done better for what they're trying to do, and I'm just mm-hmm. trying to be honest that I think there's other options if you want yeah. to explore that. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, moving on to something that made us very excited when mm-hmm. we first saw it, when this was first announced. Um, announced this week was the Star Wars Retro Collection. Hope they get like an early bird special kind of deal going on because no, I want it. No, they, they would never do that. No, again. <laughs> because they actually have the product to sell, so they yeah. they're going to get more money by yeah. doing it that way. Keep listening for that story. So, yeah, it's going to have Luke, Leia, Han, Chewie, Vader, Stormtrooper, and uh, anyone that knows Kenner Toys. Tarkin was never released, but we're going to get a retro style Tarkin uh, exclusively, though, with the Escape the Death Star board game. Um, Very exciting. So these are designed off the Kenner toys. They they look like the Kenner toys, the mm-hmm. first Star Wars toys. Uh, that's the appeal of the line. Um, so unless you're a collector, unless you're old school, unless you have some nostalgia for it, or unless you're just wanting to get your kids something different, yeah, um, something it's probably not appealing to you otherwise. Yeah. But if you're all those other things I just listed, mm-hmm. then, you know, I mean, we were excited for this. Oh, yeah, incredibly so. Like, we were, we looked through the list together and mm-hmm. got so excited with every different one that we read, hoping that we get maybe uh, a Boba Fett with eye-poking action. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, no. no. Um, <laughs> I think it would almost be better of them to release it the way it was released. Yeah. Because that's proper. Um, but I digress. Um, mm-hmm. uh, this is really cool because I, I envision our collection looking something like a comparison of, you know, here's what... We're not putting it in our collection to say this is the original. I mean, no. we know it's not the original, but it's a it's a likeness to the original and to be able to compare that and say, and this is the most recent Leia figure. Uh, you know, this is old school Chewbacca and this is the most recent Chewbacca. Yeah. It's a really cool comparison piece to have. Mm-hmm. There's, to me, 
there's really no other value um, to it. Uh, is it's just to be able to say, hey, this is how it started, and this mm -hmm. is where it's come. You know, it's pretty interesting. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I now, the only one I'm really, really looking forward to is if they do a Boba Fett. Of course, um, yeah. Just because that would be the closest I'd ever get to uh, that classic style, so. Yeah. there's um, only a few. Yeah, there's only a few. There's recreations um, that are... Some you know not as bad, but if I can get this for nine ninety nine, which I think is what these are like nine or eleven ninety nine or something like that, if I can get it for that, I'm gonna get it for that because that's yeah. worlds cheaper than anything uh, original. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I was pretty excited for it. Yeah. Um, and so in more Black Series news, we've got Star Wars Celebration exclusives that have been announced for this year. Yeah. Yeah. Wasn't expecting these. Yeah. Uh, we, these, these exclusives include Darth Maul and Obi-Wan on classic 99 packaging, uh, standard release as well. Uh, so those are the exclusives? Yes. Um, so, to specify, we knew Darth Maul and Obi-Wan was coming out. Yeah. The surprise was that for Star Wars Celebration, if, so it, what, what, what makes it yeah. so special for it to be an exclusive? Basically, they took the classic original Hasbro figure release packaging mm -hmm. of the um, Phantom Menace line for these two characters. It's all green and weird looking. Well, and no, I love I, that. no, it's it's not green. It's um, it's uh, hollow. You're right. You're right. Yeah. I was thinking of something. I was thinking of. The I don't think boxes. it was. I don't think it was hollow originally, but I no. think that's a nice way to make it. Yeah. Cool. I wonder if um, they come with the little weird chips that they. Came well, that with. wasn't with all of them. It was. With uh, now what what they do appear to come with is the little booklet. They all used to come with little booklets to talk about the character and whatnot, yeah. uh, which was really cool when they got into the weird ones. Well, not the weird ones, but like they released um, a Darth Maul that was a figure based on his concept art mm -hmm. and made a whole story about how that's his Sith training armor. Um, you know, it was really cool to see them turn concept art into reality yeah. and then come up with a story. This was a toy company coming up with a story to explain this, and that was pretty cool back then. Yeah. So... These guys, they come on... Obviously, it's not the original, because the original was three and three quarter. This is six inch. Yeah. This is six inch black series. Um, but it's blown up to the size. It, lo it looked great. The figures look great. Yeah. Um, so, it, really, the only appeal is that for the anniversary of The Phantom Menace and for the anniversary of uh, Star Wars Celebration, even, mm -hmm. uh, for the 20th year, <clears throat> they're kind of hearkening back to... The toys that released then. Yeah. And these are just the first Star Wars Celebration exclusives we're seeing. Mm -hmm. I really do hope they come up with a Qui-Gon Jinn. Because I do I'll love Obi-Wan. I do love Darth Maul. But it is an incomplete set if you do not do Qui-Gon Jinn. Yeah. I just... I, I like... I get that the other... That, you know, Obi and Maul have garnered a lot of uh, favoritism lately. But Qui-Gon would be there too if he wasn't killed. <laughs> so... Give him, his, give him his justice. Release that figure. Anyway, the rest yeah. the rest are uh, um, regular. Yeah. Regular have, release. Sorry. Uh, we have a B1 battle droid. We have Dryden Voss. Uh, Mud Trooper Han. Battlefront 2 Jumper tr Jump Trooper. I think Jumper that is a GameStop exclusive. Oh. Uh, but okay. if you're into Imperials, if you're a collector of Imperial Troopers, this is a cool one to add in because... Uh, this is, uh, game-exclusive 
imperial design coming to a figure. It's yeah. pretty cool. Uh, we've got Death Star Escape Luke Skywalker, uh, Mace Windu, Attack of the Clones Padme. Good job. Thank you. You know, you, I, I was I was ready to help Done. you with the acronym, but <laughs> I know the acronym. I've read it so many times. Sorry. Do you? Yes. Okay. Uh, I can read. Uh, Vice Admiral Holdo. Yay! I really hope that figure does not have as much under eye bag as it looks. I yeah. hate to nitpick, but it looks like the under eye. Uh, it looks like the figure is. You know, depressively tired. Yeah. Um, well, she's been dealing with Poe. <laughs> it could be just the way that all the pictures were taken and the lighting and everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I hope that's what it is, because I really want the whole little figure. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, we're getting General Grievous, mm-hmm. uh, Ezra Bridger, Chopper, BT-1, Triple Zero, and Dr. Afra. Yeah. Yay! I'm so excited to have all of them. Yeah. Um, so some of, some of those we knew about, um, for a while, but it was mm-hmm. nice to, to, uh, see, I tried to find details on when we're seeing some of these. Yeah. Uh, I couldn't Hopefully find so. anything. Now, I will say that the, <coughs> I believe it's Dryden Voss, Mud Trooper Han, B1 Battle Droid, and Mace Windu. I think I saw someone in North Carolina say they had picked, just picked them up, so those might be out now. Yeah. If your store actually restocks, Unlike our uh, if anything else, you may be able to go ahead and find those online. None of the others, I think, are released yet. Um, yeah. And one, th- one that I s- saw but haven't seen since, it was announced with uh, the General Grievous, was the Clone Wars armor uh, Obi-Wan. I haven't seen that again. I wonder if no. that's coming later, later this year. Could but, be. Um, um, I wanted to say the Ezra Bridger one, It lo- they took a very realistic tone with that. Well, yeah. Well, yeah. That's but, what they're supposed to do with the Black Series. I know, but it it was weird seeing him as not his usual cute little shell, cel-shaded self. Yeah, it's it's different, and it's something you gotta get right. I've, yeah. You know, I, I love finding realistic art of animated characters, because mm-hmm. sometimes fans doing it is the only way I think I'm ever gonna see that, so. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, and it's his season one, season two appearance. It's his Aladdin appearance, as most people call it, you know, before he cut his hair and everything. Yeah. Um, I look forward to getting the season three, season four Ezra Bridger, though. That looks great. Yeah. I also look forward to them updating Kanan with his later season appearance. Uh, who else? It's, uh, we need Sabine needs her big, well, gosh, I think she changed armor colors three times. Something like that. Like, uh, and then we still haven't seen Zeb announced. Yeah. I feel like he's going to be next year. I feel like they're taking time with him uh, just because I do yeah. think they're probably having some fun figuring out how to make that work. Yeah. Um. I mean, we bought Hera at Disney. We bought Hera at Disney. We bought Kanan at the local comic shop. Yes. Um, we, we don't got... have a chopper, do we? No, the chopper's no. not out yet. Um, we... Right, because it's just I think we recently got Sabine at our local comic shop as well. Yeah. So the Super. ones we're missing are, yeah. uh, that we know are coming are just Ezra and Chopper. Yeah. And then eventually Zeb, but I feel like, like I said, they, I feel like the big one for this year was them doing Grievous. I feel like a big yeah. one for them next year is going to be Zeb, just because he benefits from being in an animated medium. Yeah. It's one of those things, like, we, we imagine, like, now, uh, originally Dryden Voss was actually supposed to be a Lasat, so 
if things had panned out, we would have seen that. But we didn't. Um, so, yeah, it's still going to be interesting to see that realistically realized. Yeah. And it's just something you got to get right because, again, like I said, if it's just off by a little bit, it just feels like it doesn't belong. You know, I've seen art where it's like, I really want to like this, but that doesn't look anything yeah. like uh, a realistic hair or, you know, whatever. Yeah. But. Um, maybe uh, they could just re-release the concept art Chewbacca figure as a... No, there's some significant differences. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, For one thing, he's not constantly going... <laughs> yeah, his mouth isn't as fixed in that <laughs> position. Uh, his eyes aren't nearly as... Um, Bulgy? Terrified? Well, no. Uh, Full of existential dread? In the, in the concept art and on the figure they did, and this was back in, I want to say, 2007 or eight. Um he, I'm sure he had eyelids, but the expression again, it didn't it didn't look like he had eyelids. It looks terrified. Like, and I love yeah, it. there there's a big difference between someone who looks like they have eyelids and doesn't have eyelids. Yeah. Zeb looks like he has eyelids because yeah. we know he has eyelids. He rolls them too much. Um his eyes. eyes. First and Contact Chewy was brown, uh very hairy. Zeb technically looks like he has fur, but it's not like it's not like uh sully levels of fur it's not like poof you yeah. know uh it's it's very like short hair cat kind of um yeah. length and also i think his legs are more digited than uh the concept art originally called yeah. for so yeah too many differences for that <laughs> it would be cool to some see somebody take that classic figure and update it with a zeb paint job yeah um so, there's plenty more kids' toys, collectibles, apparel, and even home and kitchen gadgets that we could not cover everything, but we recommend out full <laughs> checking out the full deals. Uh, we, keep, we kept up to date thanks to at Jedi News UK, who covered everything and has broken down each separate vendor, so check them out. Hopefully, soon they'll be available on some kind of platform like Amazon, maybe? <laughs> Hopefully so. In in which case, they can appear in our banking clan. Hey. Yeah, that's a transition. That's a transition. Hey, Herd. Uh, it's that time to talk at you about a little bit of Amazon goodness that's going on here. Uh, as always, we have some of the usual stuff, like an Amazon Prime 30-day trial. Uh, we've got the top deals of the week. Got a um, free trial for Audible um, for all of the awesome Star Wars books or any book needs you may have. Uh, if you prefer them in audio version delivered to your ears, then Audible is a great way to do that. And you get two free books when you sign up. All kinds of good stuff. And specific to today's episode, since we uh, were talking about the lovely excerpt from Master and Apprentice, and uh, and hopefully you've gone and read that excerpt, and if so, and if you're ready to uh, commit to the book, then uh, we've got a pre-order link for you for Master and Apprentice. Of course, you can get it on Audible as well if you prefer it in audio format, but if you're, if you're traditional, if you like to smell your books while you're reading, uh, then... We'll put the Amazon pre-order link in the description as well. We're also, again, because of today's episode, going to put in a pre-order link for the Ultimate Guide to Vintage Star Wars Action Figures. And it's from the years 1977 to 1985. 
uh, basically the Kenner years. Uh, all the years uh, that Kenner was in charge of producing Star Wars toys. Uh, it's going to be detailed in this book, not just pictures of the toys and whatnot, of course, but the harrowing history of how Kenner got the rights to it, how they uh, took on the daunting task of uh, creating uh, Star Wars toys, the first Star Wars toys, and all that good stuff. So, uh, sounds like a lovely book that you can go ahead and pre-order. It comes out, I think, later this year in October. Um, but yeah, so if, if today's episode struck a chord with you and you and you want to check out more of that great history, then you can check out this book uh, or Master and Apprentice or any of the other links that are in the description. Click them at your leisure, but consider clicking them because when you do, you support the show. So anyway, with that, we'll get back to it. And welcome back. You have returned from your world of apps and ads and Amazon, all the A's of the banking clan, yeah. uh, and now you find yourself uh, ready to receive our main show, ready to download this awesomeness. We just watched Terminator, so you've got a lot of like. <laughs> I don't. I'm just. I'm just talking. <laughs> I'm just. I'm just. Uh, yeah. Scuttlebutton, oh. all that good stuff. Okay, uh, anyway, maybe. so, yeah, so, uh, like we mentioned, we were kind of thinking about what we would do today for the main show, and it kind of, uh, fell into our laps over the weekend, thanks to Toy Fair of, hey, we're gonna talk about some toy news for the first time, why, why not take that a step further, because it's not something really we talked about, uh, before, we never really talked about talking about before either, yeah. um, and, Kind of just an opportunity presented itself. Yeah. So we figured, why not talk about it? Because we do uh, collect mm -hmm. uh, in our w own ways and whatnot. And we we know, and, and, and thanks to shows like um, The Toys That Made Us and other books that have uh, come out detailing the history of uh, what's now very specific and recognizable toy brands... Um, it's an interesting history, you know, it's an interesting, um, thing to learn, uh, how the toys you see on shelves today, how the toys you collect today, or how the toys your kids play with today mm -hmm. came about from the toys you may have had, or may not have had, but, um, that you probably grew up around. You knew about them, you heard about them, your best friend on the play playground had them, so forth and so on, and so uh, Star Wars toys are no different. So um, we we're going to talk about that briefly, um, but mostly this is a kind of discussion based uh, yeah. episode, mostly about just us talking about collecting. Uh, it, it, we're going to talk about ourselves. We're going to talk about it from a fandom standpoint, all that good stuff. So hopefully, yeah, you enjoy that. Uh, we always hope that you do uh, whenever we plan these things. But you know, and if you don't. Why? <laughs> uh, come back next week. Why don't we'll, you... we'll have something more interesting. Why don't you like me, Becky? <laughs> Todd? I don't know anybody named Todd. Really? Yeah, I don't think I've ever met someone named Todd. I grew up in Tennessee. I met a lot of people named Todd. Yeah. That has nothing to do with the state of Tennessee, but I think it has a lot to do with, with where you grew up in the South. Yep. No. A lot of northerners moved from up north to Tennessee. Because it's, it's a mountainous place, I guess. 
If I met Todd, he wasn't memorable. Because I don't remember ever meeting a Todd. Do you remember Duncan Todd? He just died. I never knew a Duncan either. Really? Mm-mm. Wow. Yeah, I interesting. Had a, I had a friend named Duncan. We called him Yo-Yo. Uh-huh. There is a blast from the past. <laughs> you thought yeah. that was a joke. It wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no. Uh, I had a name. I, I had a name. <laughs> I had a name once. Uh, I had a friend named Giorgio. Wow. Um, the memory of my name died long before I was born. <laughs> All right, Angus. Um, there's a name for you. Uh, so, yeah, so figured before we talk about the history of Star Wars toys, before we delve into um, that world, kind of just open up with discussion about collecting in general. Yeah. Um, so what what do you think it is, what, the th- what do you think is the thing that drives people to want to collect? And we're not even just talking about Star Wars, just yeah. in general. Um, well, I think we're talking like on an evolutionary level. We like to have things. We like to complete a set. You know, we like to have more things than other people. I mean, look at penguins in the Arctic. They mm-hmm. collect pebbles in mm-hmm. order to attract a mate. You have more rocks, you have more mates. Mm-hmm. You're very attractive. Mm. Meanwhile, I saw your Transformers collection and I was like, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> That's a lie. <laughs> No, the the woo part, not the Transformers collection part. <laughs> I have that. Yes, you do. I'm staring at it right now. Yep, that's there. We had a whole conversation about that the other day. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Um, so you think it's, so you think it's just a form of pride? I think for some, I think it's also a way to, you know, support something that you love and to show others, hey, I love that. Mm-hmm. I like that thing. I'm gonna mm-hmm. buy it. Mm-hmm. So, pride, show of affection, Mm -hmm. anything else? Well, once you tell someone that you like something, that's all they know you like. (laughs) My mom has so many of those precious moment figurines, Mm -hmm. it's ridiculous. (laughs) Yeah, I I think we shared this before, um, about, you know, the number of Star Wars mugs we have. Yeah, there's so many. we get maybe four or five new ones every Christmas. Yeah. Uh, and for family listening, we continue to love them. Exactly. Uh, but we're also uh, just faced with the decision yeah. every new year of, right, what are we going to get rid of to make room for the new Star Wars stuff? Yeah, you're the Star Wars guy. And just about everything we... Every group of people that we integrate ourselves into, <laughs> yeah. you are the Star Wars guy. And for some reason, I'm the Star Trek girl. Well, to some people. To some people. To some, to some people, they, <laughs> I mean, you're... I express admiration of Star Trek, and therefore... Well, okay, yeah. so I, fi- I think it's a matter of, okay, she likes Star Trek, he likes Star Wars. He really likes Star Wars, so she must really like Star Trek. So it's kind yeah. of this default of... <clears throat> Okay, she must love Star Trek as much as Star Wars. Um, and you can only like one. Well, <laughs> I don't. I don't think our family and friends no. are thinking that deeply. No. I'm not calling them unintelligent. I'm just saying I don't think yeah. they're thinking that that level. Now, I mean, there's there's this kind of underlying belief that you there's certain warring fandoms that you can only take mm-hmm. one side to. I do think we've exited that period, and that's I, mostly yeah. because Star Trek's dead. Hey. 
Hey now. <laughs> Other Discovery than, is great. Yeah, I was I was gonna say Discovery's coming around for a lot of people. I have not seen it, so I cannot comment. But Star Trek mm-hmm. has a TV show. Yeah. That no, I, I'm I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that's what it's got right now. Yeah. Versus Star Wars, that for the past almost five years has gotten a very very steady flow mm-hmm. of TV, comics, books, all this. You know, yeah. and I don't know the extra media of Star Trek. I don't know if books are still coming out. I don't. It's I don't know. Not as much. It's really not. So I think that's part of why we've exited that period of Star Wars versus Star Trek. Yeah. Mostly because Star Trek. Uh, I mean, for me, the last good Star Trek thing to come out was uh, really Next Generation. Really. Um, the first two of the J.J. films, although I don't think J.J. did the second one. I don't remember. I don't remember either. Um, I know he didn't do the third one. No. I have not seen the third one yet. Um, but the first two were really good. I enjoyed them. Yeah. And it kind of renewed things, but I think it was very quickly a vacuum of, oh, that's past. Yep. You know, and then the third one came out, and I think there was a lot about the third one that just didn't catch me like the others, and that's why I continue to have not seen it because it's like, yeah. Uh, oh yeah, they made a third one. It's you yeah. Know. I still haven't seen the third one. Yeah, so we're not commenting on quality of the third one. We're just saying yeah, that we haven't seen it, and also I, I don't want to see Anton Lecton. I I have no idea how to say his last name. Lecton. I don't know, but he passed I'd have, away. I'd right have to before. remember. The film came out. And oh, he's well, uh, a fantastic actor. Yeah. Uh, Kyle Reese. Kyle Reese? Really? That's yeah. Kyle Reese? Yeah, in Terminator Salvation. Wow. Yeah, I loved that. Because for me, that was a great point to uh, look at when I saw that. Because I was watching that for Christian Bale and for Sam Worthington. And then all of a sudden, yeah. uh, pops in uh, Alden. And I'm like, oh, hey. Um, yeah, that was, that was such a, a reaction. Huh? Alden's in that movie? In Terminator Salvation? Wow. Yeah. Guys. Kyle Reese. Guys, look, there's a lot going on right now. <laughs> <laughs> you just realized somebody's in a movie you've yeah. never seen. Anyway. Um. Yeah. You can like both. It's called being sci-fi. <laughs> <laughs> uh, according to you. <laughs> uh, no. It's a funny name, but... Uh, yeah, I mean, long story short, before delving too deep into into that but i i just i just think star wars continued very strong whereas star trek um kind yeah. of restarted things and then quickly put things back to rest yeah. discoveries returned but i it's tv and i feel like yeah the emphasis on that medium for star trek is past yeah i get it um but i we're i none of that's a comment on quality of Star Trek or quality of Star Wars. No. Just a matter of, I think that uh, we're no longer in that period where it's one or the other, thankfully. Um, but I think that, I mean, honestly, until you met me, mm-hmm. you wouldn't have had plans to start a Star Wars podcast. No. You wouldn't probably, I mean, it, it wasn't as big for you. You know, the... Which, not a lot of things were. Yeah. I didn't become a fandom person until I met you. Yeah, in a lot of ways. I mean, you had, like, Supernatural, right? Like, mm-hmm. you had Doctor Who. You had certain things, but, 
um, I think other things uh, grew when once we met and started dating and everything. Yeah. Um, because I think that. I mean, and we talked about this before a little bit um, in some of the earlier episodes, you know, that there just came a point eventually when it kind of clicked for you and you liked it because you liked it. Mm-hmm. You want to talk about that? Wait, one more time. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> there just came a point when you, when Star Wars was for you, not for me anymore yes yes i get you this time sorry <laughs> no you're not i misunderstood for a second no you didn't oh. you don't love me whatever i adore you so did you want to talk about that or not yes okay i think it was when i rewatched the original the original mm-hmm. trilogy um i hadn't seen those movies in a good long while because we watched the prequels first, which mm-hmm. is the correct order to watch them in, in our opinion. Your family? Yes. Okay. My I family. Just... Sorry. <laughs> um, but sitting down with you and watching A New Hope, uh, Empire, and then <laughs> Return of the Jedi, it reminded me things that I loved watching as a kid. Mm-hmm. Like... I've talked about it before, the Princess Leia scene, where we see her recording uh, her message to Obi-Wan. That was, that's still such a captivating scene to me, Mm -hmm. Uh, the playing of the hologram. And kind of going back through and watching things and noticing things differently than I had before, like... The tragedy of Anakin's fall. Mm-hmm. That was put into an entirely new perspective after, you know, you had told me a lot of lore that I didn't know before. Mm-hmm. And also, I was... That's partially what we talked about while we were dating long distance, was I would ask you questions about Star Wars just to keep you talking. Oh, yeah. And then you would tell me, everything you knew <laughs> about that subject. True, yeah. And it it was partially because, you know, I like you, and I like hearing you talk about stuff, mm-hmm. hence why we have a podcast together. <laughs> but also, it's because it started to be really interesting to me, mm-hmm. because it was a whole new perspective that I had never seen before. Mm-hmm. And then I started doing my own research, and we started watching the Clone Wars, and all of this new media started coming out, and I started getting even more excited about it mm-hmm. on my own. Mm-hmm. And now I'm emotionally invested in the lives of characters. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. That I know we're gonna die. Some of them. Some of them are. Um, Ugh. Yeah, I mean, because I, I, I think that's important because that it's a kind of similar uh track with uh your collecting journey because i mean by the time we started dating i already had a collection of things yeah uh not just star wars um and i think between us that very much that was a big 
conversation piece, and that was constantly something we could always come to and talk to, uh, mm-hmm. or, or, or talk about. Um, and then eventually, uh, you know, you kind of started adding things. Yeah. Um, we'll, we'll get to that though, but I, yeah. I asked that because <laughs> that, I thought that was important to, uh, to your story is how Star Wars became yours. And, yeah. and that's the beautiful thing because some, some people mostly get to experience that with sharing it with their children. You know, I didn't really share that with anyone. I didn't pass that along to anyone. Mm-hmm. I grew up with friends who already knew about Star Wars, who already liked Star Wars. You know, my mom had already seen Star Wars and she tried to keep up with things, you know. Yeah. Um she liked what she liked. She liked Harrison Ford and Samuel L. Jackson and <laughs> that was good good enough. Yeah. Um and you know, she loved it because I loved it and so forth. I'd never given Star Wars to someone. Uh, until we started dating, and and yeah. so for me, uh, it was really cool to kind of, you know, I remember coming home one day that you were home from work, and uh, you were, you had just decided to read Tales of the Bounty Hunters, and yeah. <laughs> you, want you know, you instantly hit me with you. <laughs> like, you know, have you heard of IG88? And I'm like, of course I've heard of IG88. This is your book. <laughs> have, do um, you know? And, you know, that's that's one of those those great moments when it was like, oh, now now you like Star Wars. Yeah. I could have I could have given you that book years <laughs> ago. But but uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, and I'll, also the first time I came to visit you, my first visit to Savannah, I remember walking around your room and picking things up and asking you, what the heck is this? <laughs> yeah. Like, that's how I found out about most of the Transformers. Yeah, pretty much. Just picking things up and asking you about it, mm-hmm. and why you had two of some of them. It it's important. I'll talk about it later. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, so back to the the question though. Um, I I agree that I think in some sense it's about being able to show off. I think if you've hung around collectors or that environment long enough, you find people that are very proud and it's not not always in a <clears throat> shameful sense it's not always in a you know oh four figures you call that a collection and yeah. you know it's not necessarily in that sense but you've got people that are very very serious about it you've got people that are very sentimental about it i think i'm more of a sentimental collector than anything yeah um and at the same time i think uh what it is for me is similar to a lot of people where it's just a matter of being able to hold Star Wars in some way or be able to put it on a shelf and point to it and say this represents something I like or for me I can tell you the story of everything I've bought Mm -hmm. you know that's just one of the things and sometimes it's as simple as yeah we went to Kmart one day and got that thing Um, this one in a dumpster (laughs) I, I, I have some that I can say I dug out of the dumpster one day um so a lot of figures. That was my first Leia figure. I got the little Leia uh, Bush figure uh, out of the dumpster behind the Salvation Army. Um, and th- so some of them have stories like that. Some of them have extremely sentimental stories behind why they're there. And they're <clears throat> there because, yeah, that's Leia or, you know, that's Han or that's this one figure that I only ever saw this one time. But they're also there because it reminds me of a specific trip to the store or it reminds me of a specific circumstance that uh 
I was around me when I'd gotten these things. And so um, I think there's that where it's almost like pictures of points in time. Mm-hmm. You know, it has the same effect of why do we take pictures and hang them around the, you know, the, the house and whatnot. It's because it's kind of a journey back into a specific time. Uh, it just happens to be, instead of a picture, an action figure. So, um, I'm going to skip those questions since we decided to talk so long about Star Wars and Star Trek and all Sorry. that stuff. No, you're fine. Um, so, uh, so a little bit about Star Wars toys uh, in the beginning. So it actually began in 1977 when um, Kenner was approached by Lucasfilm to produce the toys for the film. And at that point in time... Uh, toys sold based on films was not a, su- a successful market, if you could call it a market at all, if it even e- existed at that point. Um, it just wasn't really a thing. And so Star Wars was the first film to really have a successful toy line, um, which is considerable since they didn't come out until a year after the film. Um, but uh, prior to 1978, Kenner repackaged toys mostly with a Star Wars brand until they were able to produce a full original line. Um, and it took so much time, number one, because they decided late in the game to pursue this contract for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then there was just a lot of hold up with what are we going to make, what aren't we going to make, what's approved, what's not approved, so forth and so on. There's the, you know, the... Uh, you know, the funny story of how they got the three and three quarter because Star Wars was the one to really pioneer that uh, because a 12-inch figure wouldn't fit in an X-Wing. They couldn't make something that big. Yeah. So basically they made a whole new toy line, uh, a toy size line for, you know, play sets. And mm-hmm. you, you can't argue that Kenner was about playability. It wasn't just about the figures, but you got the Cantina set, you got the Cloud Car set, you got the huge honking Millennium Falcon I mean, so much stuff, and so they they wanted that full playability, so they had to create a whole new um, breed of toy, basically. Yeah. And this the toy line was so successful, which, if you go into the real history, is amazing considering the deal that George Lucas got, but the, the, de- the, the profits from the toys were so successful for George Lucas that he actually used them uh, to help fund the other two movies. Mm-hmm. It's not like Star Wars toys made the other two movies. There was still a lot of other stuff. But a lot of his startup cost was paid for by toys. Uh, Even today, uh, there's more sales made in toys than any of the films combined. Yeah. Um, Toys are the big money maker. The toys alone are what paid off um, the $4 I think, that paid for Star Wars yeah. uh, by Disney. I mean, look back in your childhood. How many of you remember, like we talked about it earlier, the thwunk of opening a toy lightsaber <laughs> and then getting hit by it? Yeah. It's one of those things, like, it's so ingrained in your childhood that looking back at it, you really don't realize how many Star Wars toys they were until you look at the numbers. Yeah, and, I mean, there weren't, uh, I don't remember the exact number of individual figures that were made, but 
oh gosh, certainly pales in comparison to what we have now in terms of a roster. Mm-hmm. But there was, at, I want to say, uh, a good few million made every year in terms of toys. Yeah. Um, it, it, it was in, incredible. And, and this, again, Star Wars did this. Star Wars is a franchise of pioneering by any means. Mm-hmm. Uh, pioneer in effects. Pioneer in storytelling. And a pioneer in toy sales, of all things. Yeah. Uh, it did what no other film could do, and it, do- it did what now every film does. You walk down the toy aisle, you see Jurassic World toys, you see Rampage toys, you see Hello Neighbor toys. Everything pretty much has toys, if you think about it. Mm-hmm. I mean, everything. Ace Ventura's got an action figure. You yeah. know, I mean... <laughs> You look long enough, you'll find that there was toys made about anything, almost, uh, in terms of film. And arguably, we wouldn't have that, maybe, if it weren't for Star Wars. Yeah. Um, and so, they had a very, very successful uh, ten years, uh, up until the point in 1987, uh, the films were for all intents and purposes, done, and the market kind of died. And so um, Kenner was first bought by Tonka, uh, and then uh, they were bought by Hasbro. Not long after that, uh, in 1995, Hasbro began producing Star Wars toys again under the Power of the Force line, which Mm -hmm. to fans is Power of the Force 2 because there was already a Power of the Force. Um, But this was a way to say, hey... Star Wars toys are back. Yeah. And um, and then, of course, I mean, 1995, not long after that, we get The Phantom Menace. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, the Star Wars sales were back. And since then, we've had a steady stream. I mean, you, know, you had the prequels, and then you had the Clone Wars. And then now, you know, you have um, the new films. Prior to that, even comic book characters uh, and whatnot were getting figures. I mean, Star Wars figures were being made of anything and everything. Um, and yeah. up until the point now, Hasbro still has, I mean, what, 1991, they bought it, so, uh, it's 20, 28 years now, almost 30 years they've had the license for Star Wars toys, mm-hmm. and they're still going strong. I mean, we just talked about all the news at Toy Fair, and you know those are going to sell, sell, sell. Mm-hmm. So it's like, all these years later, Hasbro is still doing it. Star Wars toys are still happening, uh, and it's definitely evolved over over time. Oh, definitely. Like, we we walked down the aisles of our Target, and we're just like, oh, that came out. We had no idea about that. Mm-hmm. It's like when the, uh, the Forces, uh, what's the Adventures of the Force? What Galaxy is it? of Adventures. Galaxy of Adventures. When those came out, we didn't even know that they were coming out. Oh yeah, we saw we saw the toys before we had seen the announcement about Galaxy of Adventures, if you can believe it. Yeah. Now, I think that was probably our store putting them out too soon. I don't yeah. know. Um, but that was that was just completely out of nowhere. I was like, oh, this is a new packaging. And no, it was a whole new line of, yeah. of things. Um, yeah, because we were talking about how different the packaging is from the actual toys. Yeah, because the, the actual toys are just repackages of um, existing... Uh, Star Wars figures, mm-hmm. uh, the the current so the Darth Vader you get in Galaxy of Adventures is the same Darth Vader you would have gotten in 
another individual package maybe a year ago. Yeah. Um, there's nothing new about the figures. They're just packaged different. They come with little comics. And there's shows for your kids to watch on YouTube about it. Yeah. So, really, Galaxy of Adventures is less of a toy line. It's more of a toy marketing. Um, because, basically, they say, hey, look at these cool new videos uh, detailing these great moments in Star Wars. And then have a figure about it. I mean, it's basically what it is. It makes you fall in love with it, and then it's like, did you know you can have a toy of this? Yeah. And there you go. Of course, it's more appealing to kids than collectors. Although, I enjoy watching the videos, I'll say, but that, I don't collect the videos. I mean, they collect in my YouTube playlist, but that's about it. <laughs> they collect in my history. Um, but as far as the figures, I don't, I don't buy the figures. If the, if the figures looked like the animation style, I would buy them. Yeah. Uh, I love the animation of Galaxy of Adventures. Yeah, it looks great. I mean, and I far be it for me to call out Twitter or angry fanboys on Twitter. The Leia one w that shows oh. the escape from uh, the Death <laughs> oh, Star. Oh my goodness, I can't believe it that. It was perfect. It that, was very Leia. It was, it was a whole day of just like seeing it. both sides of the argument yeah. constantly. That... Sometimes I put Twitter in timeout, which means that it goes to the back uh, slides of my phone into a folder, and then I don't deal with it for a day. <laughs> that day, Twitter went in timeout for the whole day. Yeah, I I had no problem with it. I didn't think that it was in any way negatively portraying her. Mm -mm. Um, I, th I know and I think, I, I believe at one point, um, Carrie's brother was one of the ones, and I think that's where Fuel to the Fire came. He was one of the ones that said that's not what Carrie ever played Leia like or anything like that, and I just think it was over-interpreting. I think it was a lot of reading what you want to read. Yeah. I, I mean, the thing is, the people that have those opinions, I think, are decent people. I don't, I don't know anything. Yeah. I just think that they saw a certain way mm -hmm. of interpreting that, and... I saw a different one. We saw a different one. Yeah. And either's fine. It wasn't it wasn't made necessarily for you or I, so whether or not we like it or don't isn't much bearing on whether or not it continues, in my opinion. Yep. You know, ultimately it's whether or not uh the kids and the youths that it was made for uh enjoy it. Yeah. So You said youths like Schmidt. Well, it was in, it was encapsulating <laughs> of any age under twenty one, um, <laughs> so those are some youths. <laughs> uh, so, did you ever have any uh, Kenner action figures or nope. anything? Really? I did not. I had. Uh, oh wait, that's not hard to believe. No, <laughs> I had Power of the Force figures. Yeah. Well, and I remember. Um, I remember like the large, twelve inch Leia figure. Yep. That you had. Um, it's somewhere. It was well. It was in that pod that got lost because it was with right. your parents. It was with yeah. your parents in Florida. So all of my Star Wars toys that I had growing up, and all five of them, as well as my Lord of the Rings figures. No. Well, did we make those no, with us? You got uh, what's the what's the dude that rides the horse? The evil dude. The Nazgul. He's over here. Yeah, you got that one. Yeah, I, that's the only one I have. I don't know about the other ones. The rest of them are somewhere in Kentucky somewhere the pod company lost my parents stuff yeah in this most recent movie. and we live in a shoebox which is why 
Yeah. Her parents have this stuff if you're, you know, that intrusive Janet and have to know. Come on, Janet. <laughs> Back off, Janet. They're my kids, too. Um, yeah, I, I remember that now. So, yeah. uh... I had to get the back to tank. It's not really. Yes, I remember that one. I remember oh. you were proud of that one. I'm, it's my favorite one. <laughs> Luke in a diaper. Uh, you had Greg the Stormtrooper, who yep. was. Um, he lives with us. He, he was, was from the Saga series, though. Yeah, he's on top of Frankor the Rancor. Yeah, Greg and Frankor are friends. Yeah. Um, yeah, he. That was uh, <coughs> in the Saga line. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I kind of get that. I had a few. But that was just because most of my toys, my Star Wars toys in particular, were secondhand. Mm-hmm. So the easiest thing to get secondhand when I when I was a kid was uh, Kenner stuff. That was the thing you found in thrift stores at that point because um, yeah. new Power of the Force stuff was what was in in stores. Mm-hmm. Um, and so uh, Power of the Force and the Phantom Menace toys were some of the first that I bought in store, and that. I remember that was a big event. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember we went to Kmart for that. Um, and I got like five battle droids. Wow. Um, because army building. <laughs> and uh, yeah, we had the, they all had the little cassette thing. And I got the cassette thing for Christmas. And I wasn't supposed to open it yet, but I opened it. And I couldn't find batteries, so I asked my parents for batteries. And that kind of is how oh, I got busted. Yeah. <laughs> because it's like, this. you're not supposed to have this yet. And it's like, I found it. <laughs> yeah, that was the Christmas that you were like a little butt face. Yeah, I opened all my Christmas presents, and they were all Star Wars. It was all Phantom Menace uh, figures. Um, I had Soy Bibble. I had uh, Chancellor Valorum. I had Nuke Gunray. I had, of course, Qui Gon and Obi Wan. I had Not Mace. <laughs> I had a black dude that looked like Mace Windu. <laughs> yeah, uh, because they based Mace Windu's figure on a stand-in for Mace Windu in the very, very last ceremony scene. Mm-hmm. If you look at it, you have Sasitin, you have Evan Peel, you have uh, Yoda, um, I want to say there was one other Jedi, oh, Depa, Depa Balaba, uh, and then you have Guy Who Looks Like Mace. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and that was, instead of that Samuel L. Jackson, that's who they used. Um yeah. And I remember because he got a he got a blue lightsaber. Mm-hmm. Uh, Plo Koon had a yellow lightsaber. I remember that was really cool to me as a kid. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I never got stuff like that. My brothers did. Mm. That's the thing growing up with three older brothers who your dad went to take to see Star Wars, but not you because you had to go to school. He took you to see Episode Three, though. Yes, he did. That was that was much better. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I hadn't seen the other two, so I was yeah. confused. Um, well, episode one and three are the only ones I've seen in theater. Uh-huh. Um, so, well, obviously, not including Force Awakens, Rogue One, all of the recent, mm-hmm. obviously. Um, yeah. That, we've talked before about our experience going to see The Force Awakens, but, oh. What do you mean? It was it was a great experience. Oh yeah, yeah. Our first I I wasn't sure what you were yeah. what you meant. Our first Star Wars film together in theater. Yeah, it was. That was yeah, we did that uh at Christmas with your parents and that was you know, that became a special tradition of, you know, Star Wars at Christmas with family. That was yep. that was special. Um 
But as far as Kenner, the best thing I had from Kenner was the Millennium Falcon. Um, I got that at the Salvation Army toy bin. And, um, you know, when you're a kid, that thing was big. That was, that was the biggest thing I probably had as a toy at that point. Mm-hmm. But the thing with Kenner uh, ships, the Star Wars ships and such, um, in order to play with them, they made them uh, paneled. So, like, yeah. parts would come off so that you could get inside things. Yeah, I remember my brother got a uh, G.I. Joe stuck in one. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Um, uh, and so the, the Falcon... It, if you kind of imagine looking over top of it, the whole back half was open. Mm -hmm. The top, uh, it comes off so that you can, oh, sit Chewbacca in the chess table, and, uh, you know, you can have your characters go out through, all throughout, and it's cool if you've got the figures to put inside, and it's cool if you have the panel to put back on afterwards. (laughs) Uh, I didn't have that. Nope. Um, So, as a kid, I got creative. I got... I traced out the shape on cardboard and cut it out and spray-painted it. I got permission from my mom to spray-paint just so I could paint that gray. And then I just basically taped one side to it so it opened like a book. (laughs) And so when I was playing with the characters inside, it was open. (laughs) And then when they were supposed to go to space, all right, whap, close it, and it's like, oh, it's fine. (laughs) You were such like a... You were such a creative kid. Yeah. Like, hearing you talk about the things that you made as a kid is incredible. Like, John, John's a big nerd. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, you told me a story once about how you made your own uh, uh, shoulder rocket from Predator and the mask yep. out of cardboard and yarn. Uh, well, the mask was, yeah, it was cardboard and yarn. The um, cannon was actually wood, I I got wood. Uh, there was a guy working, uh, it, it was at our neighbor's house. He was doing some kind of remodeling for the couple that lived there. And I'm like eight, and I walk up to the guy with three pieces of wood, and I'm like, can you cut this for me? <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, I had traced out and measured everything. Is like, all right, this is what the end of the cannon looks like, and then I need this to look like that so I can attach it to the armature. And dude did it. um i mean i'm it's a wonder i didn't get killed or kidnapped as a kid because i was just like if you can help me make toys i will love you (laughs) as a child you hung out in dumpsters (laughs) i didn't hang out in dumpsters you went up to a strange adult so yeah it's a miracle you didn't get killed as a child Detective J.J. Bittenbinder would be so proud I thought, of you. I thought you were going to talk about the AT-AT. That's much cuter. Yes, that is also incredibly <laughs> cute. Please tell that story. <laughs> uh, I told this story on one of our earlier episodes. Yeah. Um, but as a kid, I never had an AT-AT. I still do not have an AT-AT. I what? missed that opportunity uh, as a kid. There was never one in-store um, and anytime I found one, it was too expensive or too broken. Uh, so I never had one. And when I was a kid, you know, you want to recreate memorable scenes. And my favorite movie was Empire Strikes Back. And so I would get, I had my, my baby blanket, which was just, it was a white blanket. It was very simple. So I had a white blanket that I laid down to be the snow. And then I had the figures, 
I had like the stormtroopers and, and, and everything. And I had a speeder. I had a, a snow speeder, which was amazing. Um, and what I did was I just took Duplo bot blocks and made a giant ATAT. I mean, this thing was like three feet tall because I used every Duplo I had. Uh, but it was that much more spectacular <clears throat> when I'd knock it down and just parts everywhere and and then mom would yell at me because i made uh, i made such a mess but yeah i made i i had a duplo at at you're gonna as have a kid. to <laughs> teach our kids how to do that um, how to make at ats and be resourceful as children yeah it was like i couldn't complete the scene without destroying an at at so yeah oh you're gonna be one of those dads like back in my day <laughs> i didn't have an at <laughs> we were thankful for duplo <laughs> um yeah, so I had I had uh, the Falcon, I had I had uh, C three PO, and I had the Stormtrooper. Um, that those were my uh, Kenner figures, and then um, yeah, he's gone away. He's packed up right now. But yeah. you had Yoda too. What Yoda? The weird, uh, fleshy Yoda. Oh I, yeah, but I, that's not Kenner. No, but I was creeped out by it. Oh. I wanted to mention it. Yeah, it's like a it's like a little Yoda eight ball thing. He's so got, basically, you press yeah. his hand and you can ask him questions, and yeah. he'll either give yes, no, maybe uh, answers. Um, yeah, it's weird. <laughs> it looks real. It it's really lifely. It's very. Um, his skin is so soft and wrinkly. It is, the glue around his hair though's gotten brown from age. Yeah. So, um, so about that and we've I mean we've managed to talk a while already um but in order to get to the rest of what I wanted to talk about so we're collectors now yes um what would you say is your thing if you were known for a particular collection um I mean we're talking Star Wars mostly but specifically what is it you look for to collect what what's yeah what brings you joy uh (laughs) to collect you. <laughs> oh, but you already also, got me. I know. My collection is complete. Um, I have three things that I... What about the variant? Which one? <laughs> no, I'm just talking... I'm outside oh. me. me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want a doggie. No, thank you. <laughs> um, I have Dug three jokes. things that I collect. I collect uh, Five Nights at Freddy's figures, which I almost have a complete set at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, I collect... We collect uh, Disney pins, mm-hmm. and also just enamel pins in general, most of which are Star Wars. Uh, we we love the Black Series pins, mm-hmm. Little Shop of Pins. That's where I get most of my horror pins. But And, and to clarify, that's Black Series Rebels? Yes, Black uh, Series pins, Rebels. Not Black Series as in Hasbro? Yeah, we got a, a set of uh, pins from Black Series Rebels that was... Uh, the early bird special, or the late yeah. bird special. Yeah, they call it the they they come up with fun names for them. So yeah. it's the late bird special, which is a recreation of the figures you uh, got during the early bird special, but also all the other original twelve Kenner figures. So it's yeah the Kenner figures as pins. It's really cute. Yeah. We also they came up with the murder bears one. <clears throat> yeah. Um, which is basically the Ewok village um, characters. They also had a wall mount of a murder bear head. Uh, but that was too expensive, unfortunately. Oh, incredible. Um, but otherwise, I would have gotten that. Yeah. Uh, we also collect Disney pins, which I'd say that that makes a big part of our collection at this point. 
we collect the trading pins. So when we go to Disney, we have a little portfolio of pins that we trade for other pins mm-hmm. that we like. Uh, because we get a lot of duplicates because we are addicted to blind bags. Yeah. You'll find that out about us. I get good luck with blind bags, though. Me too. I've I've only gotten a handful of uh, repeats. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think my biggest collection is Funko Pop Vinyls. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we. That's another thing we're addicted to is collecting pot vinyls. It started with a little Dale Cooper pot vinyl, which was in like their first series that they put out. Mm-hmm. We now have so many. <laughs> yeah, it's hard to. I couldn't count, Mm-mm. but we have quite a few. Um, yeah. and it's it's. It's kind of started the same way as Disney pins, where it was like, okay, we'll get a couple of the characters we like, uh, and so forth, and then it just yeah, we started pre blows up from things. there. <laughs> um, yeah. So now, but so specifically within the world of Star Wars, yeah, uh, that kind of answers a question I had later of what else you collect. Yeah. Um, so, but specifically in Star Wars, what do you collect? Well, I also collect uh, Nika horror figures, but that's beside the point. Um, <laughs> yes. I, specifically within the world of Star Wars, I collect Leia Funko Pops mm-hmm. because I absolutely love them. And I'm trying my darndest to get as many as I can if they're not too expensive. Mm-hmm. Um, recently I got the Leia speeder bike uh, from Best Buy and I'm a fan of it. Mm-hmm. It's probably my favorite next to... I also have a, a double, I have a two set, which is Hologram R2-D2 and Hologram Leia, which I think that's one of my favorites. Are they both Hologram, or is it just yeah. Leia? it's both. They're both? Yeah. Oh. I don't like the Funko Pop R2. I'm just going to go ahead and... It's weird. He doesn't benefit from the Funko treatment. Yeah, it's a weird bobblehead, but eh. Um, yeah, I would, I would, I'd go so far to say that save for maybe 10% most of the Funkos are arguably yours. Yeah. Um, usually that's the thing that you, you ask for or you look for and whatnot. Yeah. Um, Is there a reason you like Funkos in particular? They're cute. Um, they're easy to collect. They're pretty accessible. Mm-hmm. Um, I think my favorite one that I own is my, uh, SDCC exclusive Hellboy mm-hmm. Funko Pop. Uh, it's him sitting on a throne with tentacles all around him with the burning crown on his head. I just, I really like the aesthetic of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. Yeah. And then we started, I started getting you into him because when they did the Clone Wars line. Yeah, yeah. I start, well, I th- I would say the first thing I got Star Wars was that I found a two-pack on eBay for Boba Fett and IG-88 Funko. Mm-hmm. And I got that to get you the IG-88. Yeah. I was about to say that one's technically mine. Yo, yeah. But, uh, yeah, and so I had that one, and then, um, now actually, no, before that. So that, I, it wasn't the, um, regular Boba, it was the white Boba. Yeah, it was the prototype. Before that, Mom had gotten me one at Think Geek. She had gotten me Boba Fett. Yeah. She was like, "Are you gonna? Would you actually display this?" I was like, "Of course I would." Mm-hmm. Um, and so she got me that because um, it was 
easy for her. She knew I liked Boba Fett. Yeah. Um, and so that was technically the first one. But the first one I had bought, and I, you know, I was like, okay, I'll get this, was that. Uh, and then, yeah, the Clone Wars um, uh, issued, so I got uh, Anakin and Ahsoka and Obi-Wan. And uh, then, yeah. um, I mean, it, it just, every now and then, I'll, all of a sudden, I was seeing Star Wars Funko more and more, and so... I got Django, and then we just picked up the recent Return of the Jedi line and so forth. And so, yeah, uh, yeah it kind of blew up. Yeah, most... It, yeah, go ahead. No, I was just... I was pretty much done. Yeah, most of mine are nostalgia-based. Yeah. Um, like, that's part of why I want to collect the Leia ones. Mm-hmm. Because Leia's one of my favorite Star Wars characters. Mm-hmm. Um... And I collect everything from horror, cartoon, comic book, pretty much anything I love that I can get my hands on. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's definitely that, like I was saying, of the bringing something into a tangible form. Um, And, and yeah, the sentimentality of a lot of things. Mm -hmm. I mean, I have certain things that I collect just because uh, they're... They, they're good together. So, like, yeah. you know, I collect the bounty hunters. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I have I have several Boba Fetts, obviously. Yeah. But in addition to that, I also get the other original trilogy bounty hunters as well. So I have the, I have them displayed together in Lego. I have the three three quarter. I have now finally completed thanks to the Black <laughs> Series archive release. I've I've got them in the six inch. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm working to get the old school Power of the Force 12-inch ones. Yeah. Um, I don't know what it is. It's just I have to have them in every size available. Of and course. Of course, now the new adventure is the getting them in Funko. Yeah, and recently we got a piece of art that yeah, was we the got, Bounty Hunters. Yeah, you found it at the comic book shop, so it's Darth Vader with the OG Bounty Hunters. Yeah. I, it's one of those things, I love Boba. We've talked about that. I'm not going to go down that rabbit trail. But part of Boba's aesthetic is being surrounded by those other lesser bounty hunters. Yeah. Um, it's, um, it's, it almost makes Boba look cooler having them around him kind of thing, you know? Yeah. I lied, by the way. It didn't start with the Dale Cooper Funko Pop. That was the first one that I bought. Mm-hmm. What started the obsession was looking for the reclined Dr. Ian Malcolm Funko Pop. Right. Which I still have not gotten. Yeah, right. And I just, I settled on buying... Uh, I, it was right yeah. Now. It was one of those things where you wanted it just because it was a thing. Because I love Doctor Ian Malcolm well, from Jurassic Park. Yeah, but I mean specifically, I mean him in that pose is a it. It's a thing that exists, so you exactly. wanted it. Um, I, I wanted to buy. There is a shower curtain on Amazon. You're not getting the shower curtain. That is that exact picture. You can get, when <laughs> after I die, you can get that shower curtain. But as long as I live. Unless you get a separate house, I am not showering so, behind Ian Malcolm. Oh come on! No, what it's not I happening. Put, like googly eyes on. No, it's not. That's not how it Down works. Down on his eyes, on his nipples. <laughs> that's not how it works. <laughs> All right. Um, yeah. You answer the question now. What question? The what? No, never mind. You already answered it. What? The question you asked me. What did I ask you? What what do you collect specifically, John? No, you, you didn't answer that one. John, what do you collect? Uh, well, uh, do you, you mean answer it the way you interpret it of what else do I collect? Yeah. Tell okay. me about your collections, John. 
obviously, so yeah, obviously Star Wars, um, which recently my biggest thing has been Black Series. I've been one of those that said, ah, uh, I'm not going to pay this for a six-inch figure. I can get it in three and three-quarter, and it's just as good. And I don't even remember what the first... I think it was the prototype Boba Fett. I think Mom got that for me from Walgreens. Yeah. Um, and all of a sudden it was like, wow, this is really nice. Yeah. Uh, and so I wanted the original Boba, and thanks to our friend Michael uh, Johnson, he got me... I remember I came to my desk at work, and I'm like... Uh, the you know Black Series Boba is just sitting on my desk, and I'm like, that's sweet. It was around Christmas time, and so I came over to your desk, and I was like, when did you get this? And you're like, I have no idea what that is, yeah. and I was just like, who in the heck? And then finally, Mike asked if I had, if I'd liked it, and I was like, what? That was a nice surprise. And so uh, yeah, and then um, I wanted to get IG88 for you. IG88 was super expensive. Again, got it recently for. For the Star Wars archive. Um, yeah, so Star Wars Black Series is like one of my main things now. Um, I used to be big in collecting, like, um, Transformers. Um, really? Yeah. I couldn't know. <laughs> um, I grew up loving uh, Transformers. And um, so the main cast that I grew sentimental with uh, is who I own. Um, mm -hmm. save that. for some that are only there because of the memories attached to them. Yeah. I remember I used to try to impress you by picking up, uh, Megatron and being like, hey, this is Megatron from, uh, War for Strybertron. This is Megatron from, you know, the third one. This is, yeah. <laughs> and I was always wrong. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, that's Bumblebee. <laughs> I'm just kidding. It was never that bad. It was never that bad. I, kn I know the difference between Jazz and Ironhide now. There so you go. There you go. That's all I need to know. Um, yeah, I collect Ironhides because Ironhides was, Ironhide was my mom's favorite, so I collect um, different yeah. Ironhides. Although if there was a mus Mustang Transformer. Well, that's why I collect Barricade. Um, he was the, the Mustang cop in the right. movies. Um, in fact, uh, that... Our last Christmas, that's what I'd gotten her, was another barricade, because he had just come out in the new Transformers movie. Yep. Um, and so, yeah, that, I mean, so that's why I say some of them are up there just because of sentimentality. Um, Your like, favorite is Soundwave? My favorite is Soundwave. So I have just as big a Soundwave collection as I do a Boba Fett collection, because <laughs> every one that comes out, I get. Um, mm -hmm. I think I bought you that you one. Bought, yes, you bought me that one. That's the newest one. That's Power of the Primes. So it's funny that power of the primes, power of the force. Um, yeah, I have this, it's this thing where it's like, I I like Boba Fett. Uh, that was that character I would punch another kid in the face uh, if he said on the playground, I'm Boba Fett. No, you're not. Um, <laughs> and so it's one of those things where, you know, I have the Disney Infinity figure. I, I Just anything Boba, I just, I'm, I won't say I'm obligated. I'm not, I'm not you know, in Disney's payroll in order to receive it or anything. I'm not forced to get it. It's just one of those things where it's like, I I like this character. It makes it makes me happy. Um, so I'm going to get this new thing. Yeah. Um, We're building a small collection of helmets. Yeah. Um, it's the same thing with uh, Soundwave. It's just one of those things where it's like, um, 
everybody loved Optimus Prime and Megatron and Bumblebee uh, and all these other characters. I loved Soundwave uh, because he was a cassette player. Mm-hmm. Like, that's just the coolest thing. Yeah. Uh, and his cassettes turn into other Transformers. Like, um, So it was just... it. It's one of those things where it's like I'm. I see it and I'm. I'm like, yep, that'll 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 go on my shelf. This will make a fine addition to my collection. Exactly, uh, and so yeah, it's just um, some are special. Some are just out of nostalgia of mm-hmm. how much growing up I loved a certain character and all that good stuff. Um, yeah. You're also a giant weeaboo with your Gundams. <laughs> yeah. Well, Gundams are twofold. I love Gundam, um, the various shows, and I also love uh, model making. Uh, so putting them together, it's a nice little project, and at the end you get something cool to look at. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so, I mean, it's the same reason I love Lego still, is just for the fact that it's a nice project, and at the end I get something cool out of it. Uh, I can look at it and say, like, I did that, and it's also one of my favorite things. So uh, I have a giant Y-Wing uh you know, we have Vader's Castle, but it's just cool stuff. Yep. Um, For Christmas, I got you an AT-AT. Yes, you got, well, ATM 6. Oh, you got I'm me sorry. The, the first order one. Um, I had I had a feeling, as secretive as you were being about the big box, I was like, I feel like it's something special. And I, anytime somebody buys me something, I think it's an AT-AT. <laughs> I'm just, I'm that, yeah. I'm just that person where it's just like, is it an AT-AT? It's like, what is an AT-AT? Never mind. Is that Princess Mononoke? It's like, it's not insurance, John. Shut up. <laughs> um, it's not, not, AT&T is not insurance. Um, it's not the internet, yes. Anyway, but, <laughs> I, yeah, at the end, I don't think that, this is partly us to be able to talk about collecting. It's partly us being able to talk about what we collect. Mm-hmm. And... Hopefully, it's a discussion that if you're not a collector or you've had a certain view of collectors, that maybe it'll change your opinion of why people collect. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very easy to look down on. It's very easy to think of as a waste of money. But in reality, for a lot of people, it's a very, very special thing. Yeah. Uh, and it is for us. And so we only share to hopefully add to that perspective that collecting... There's no right way to do it. There's no specific thing to collect. Um, and there's no uh, wrong reason to collect. I mean, if you enjoy something and you want a piece of it, uh, then find a way to collect it if you can. Yeah. Um, it's and, a way to hold in your hand something that you have so much feeling, so much, so many emotions about. Yeah, well, because it's like the end of The Last Jedi where, you know, the kids are playing with stick literal stick figures and saying like this is Luke Skywalker you know that that was us as kids like playing with little action figures and it's like this is Luke Skywalker this is the hero I idolize and so forth and so on and and so uh, it continues to be a way for us to hold on to Star Wars Star Wars is such an ethereal you know thing and and, uh, it's nice to be able to have it Uh, you know I can't have Mark Hamill I would love that (laughs) But um, I will settle for having him in plastic. Can we kidnap Ray Park and Sam Witwer? <laughs> uh, we could. We probably would regret it, though. Maybe. Um, probably. So with that, hopefully uh, you guys enjoyed that. Tell us what it is. If you have a collection, what do you collect? Uh, but in the meantime, we're going to head over and 
A some cues. Yeah, we are. Alright, guys, the time has come. The time has come for the cues. And the A's. The A's will follow. <laughs> if you build it, they will A's come. are always following. If you stupid ask it, A's. we will answer. Most mm -hmm. things. Yeah. Well, we don't get that many, so yeah. likely we will. Ask us more questions, guys. Yeah. Um, what was that? <laughs> that was agreement. Okay. That is the sound of agreement. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this week we asked you guys, who is your favorite Star Wars senator? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. we, uh, we just finished an episode of the Clone Wars, uh, well, three episodes, completely centered around uh, the senatorial staff, so it was like, uh, let's see who else uh, people like. And mm -hmm. we got some answers, answers were pretty much predictable. Yeah. <laughs> um, that doesn't mean they weren't good. Rebecca said Padme, of course. Of course. Of course. The most beautiful woman of the galaxy. She's an angel. Shh. Um, <laughs> I didn't say anything. Marie E. Wilson said Rio Chuchi. Because she stood up for mar marginalized and misunderstood people. Yeah, I love I love Chuchi. So, so um, great. Her introduction episode is so wonderful, and she's got a nice accent. The quotes for it are are great. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, she not only stood up for her people, she stood up to a very jerk of a leader. So. Yeah. Um, chairman something. Chairman dies a lot. Whatever. Uh, yeah. Chairman, I'm just here to advance the plot in a negative way. <laughs> uh, that's no moon. It's a Thomas, said Anaconda Far. Because anyone old, uh, cool enough to have a nickname from Padme deserves a tribute. Yeah. He makes me sing a song every time I see him. You're not allowed to sing this song on the show. Well, no! Anaconda, Anaconda don't want to hear your dang song. Okay. He doesn't want none unless you've got... <laughs> Rodian specific poison. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. <laughs> oh, poor uncle. Oh, no. Yeah. Um, Rachel Williams said that she always loved Rio Chuchi, Mina Bonteri, and the salty Hale Bertone. That was the one surprise. Yeah. Hale Bertone. Ooh. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, I can understand from an entertainment standpoint, in yeah. the in the sense of she's oh, very entertaining. It's about to, it's about to get good. Uh, Personally, though, I I would punch her in her elongated, droopy, Kaminoan face. Just so annoying. Um, you wouldn't have to aim to throat punch her. Yeah. No. Yeah. <laughs> She's um, got a lot of neck. And uh, I I appreciated her mentioning Mina since we had, she she was in the episodes we just uh, watched that inspired the questions. So, yeah. Uh, and it's good to see her get some attention there. Yeah, John. What, 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 do, you, what do you like? Who's um, your favorite Bail Organa. Um, I love Bail. Um, you suck. Huh? You suck. You stole my answer. <laughs> um, I figured you would say somebody else, but... Nope. Um, yeah, I love Bail. Uh, I think um, he's a great character that only gets expanded in the Clone Wars and whatnot, and then um, reading of his relationship and, and whatnot with Leia. Uh, yeah. It just, I mean, great stand-up senator and also just great dad material oh yeah i mean just all in all a really good character he's got big dad energy mm -hmm. uh satine isn't a senator so can't say her but well yeah she's a duchess i mean arguably though she's a she's the senator though 
I mean, she's she represents she represents them. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, but she's also kind of in charge, but she she's also answers to uh, what's his face. Um, Omaha, no. Omaha. I don't remember his name. Randy, Brandy, Omaha, Hike. <laughs> uh, I can't remember. Um, I don't. I, I'll let you. I'll allow it. Okay, I'll allow it. <laughs> but yeah, I was gonna say Bail Organa, because I love him, and he's such an excellent. <laughs> <laughs> Our cat's doing something cute. I'm sorry. Sorry. Um, but yeah, I I love Bail Organa because same similar reasons. He's such an excellent father figure to Leia. And is most likely part of the reason why she is the way she is. Um, not only that, but her mother, too, who is also awesome, who you should read about. Um, yeah. I like Bale and Satine. There you go. There you go. Um, we also ask you guys, what, 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 what are your favorite things about the movie Solo? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Ryan Bullock said that he loved the new characters like Kira, Emphis Nest, Beckett, Val, and Rio, and he hopes to see them again in maybe a new Disney Plus show? Maybe. Maybe. Could be. Yeah. Possibly. Now, um, now that Maeve's dead on Westworld, maybe we'll get a Val show. <laughs> yeah, her contract opened up. Yeah, unfortunately. Oh, you don't have the the updated version, I'm sorry. No, you don't. Um, I don't have it. Random Star Wars uh, also said that he enjoyed the spin on the line, uh, I, I love you, I know, to I hate you, I know. That was excellent. That was beautiful. Yeah, <laughs> I, I love that. Um, because yeah. I thought that that just so perfectly establishes what their relationship was yeah. and why Lando, even though we're led to believe they were friends, could be like, no, nah, the, the Empire could have him. Yeah. It's fine. Can I have the ship, though? <laughs> yeah, back to that. Uh, we, we talked about it when we first saw it, but it really explains Lando's first interaction with Han that we see in Empire Strikes Back. Yeah. Because Han did the same exact thing to him. Pretty much. Um, and they'd had dealings between uh, A and B. They'd had dealings between them, but nothing extensive and most of it was out of necessity not because hey old buddy old pal you know it was more yeah. of they tolerate we each gotta other. we gotta work together yeah. um kind of thing um so yeah largely we're that that is the sentiment between then and yeah when we see them i think like 12 13 years later yeah so yeah um i enjoyed it uh Hello. we're not gonna answer that nope <laughs> because this isn't an elaborate tease uh, because we're talking about Solo on our exclusive Patreon episode that is releasing this Saturday. So if you want to hear us talk about Solo for an hour and a half, then uh, head over to our Patreon page where you can find out how. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, so there you go. You you done got teased. If you want to see a video of the light leaving John's eyes while editing a video. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's um, beautiful. Yeah, our uh, Revenge of the Sith and Attack of the Clones will go up on YouTube um, so that you can, you can see those, but, uh, we put them on Patreon a whole month in advance, so Solo will eventually come out on YouTube, uh, if you can wait for it, um, but if you can't wait, and if you just, you know, have it in your heart to support the show, then there you go, you can, yeah. uh, kill two birds with one stone, and, um, check us out on Patreon. That, yeah. 
Never mind. Um, so, sometimes you guys ask us questions. Yeah. And we like to answer those questions. Yes, thank you for uh, asking. Yeah. Uh, Ryan asked us, any thoughts on the rumored Star Wars shows? So, that is about, and this isn't anything I think anyone has to worry about with, like, spoilers or anything, I don't think, but I'm sure someone out there will yell at me for it, so I guess... It's okay to be Spoilers? Maybe? Like, I guess fast forward a couple minutes. Um, basically, a lot of kind of uh, odd um, rumors are flying around about what shows Disney Plus are working on. Next, not anything defin- like definably soon uh, or anything like that, but apparently they're in talks for. Um, according to Discussing Film, uh, Lucasfilm and Disney are in talks about a Phasma, Knights of Ren, Leia, Rose Tico, and Darth Bane series of live-action shows for Disney+. Plus. Uh, and according to We Got This Covered, they're also looking into Lando and Kira series. I think they're separate of each other? I couldn't Maybe. tell by the way the article was written. And then, literally just before we sat down re- to record this, you uh, told me about um, a pod racing show. Apparently in the talks. Apparently. And then I was like, oh, that's funny, because I just saw apparently uh, they're doing an Obi-Wan series. Uh, According to Star Wars, I think, Newsnet, um, which is the only reliable source of any of these. Um, Star Wars Newsnet, I'll give it to them. I've not necessarily liked to admit, but sometimes they can have things right. Uh, and that's usually frustrating. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, regardless, they're usually fairly reliable. So usually. the only one I would give real credence to is an Obi-Wan series, although I really hope it's not the case. I've shared my personal opinions mm-hmm. about it, and without breaking anybody's yeah. hearts, I don't want an Obi-Wan series because I don't want Obi-Wan just sitting around a campfire because that's literally all he can do, Yeah. Like in my opinion. When you told me about it, my reaction was literally, about what? I, yeah, I mean, he's, Ewan McGregor's just passed the time when he could play a younger Obi-Wan. And even if he played an older Obi-Wan, all he's allowed to do is hang around a campfire on Tatooine and look after Luke. Sit and wait. Like, he can't go on some crazy adventure. He can't go find and fight Darth Vader. That's... It's not how it works. He yeah. he stays and hangs out on Tatooine. So I, I for personal reasons, hope that's not the case. Um, now, ultimately, the question isn't to rate the validity of it or how much we are or aren't excited, I guess. It's more so what we think about it. Yeah. Personally, I think it's, I think it's really bold rumors. Um I I mean I was completely Ryan's actually the one that told me about it. He was the he was the one that asked if I'd seen about it. I will say I am intrigued by a Phasma Rose or Darth Bane series. Yeah. Of the ones that have been rumored, those interest me the most. Um and I'll say a Lando series. Yeah. Um I'll say I think Lando deserves a series as well. Donald Glover did great with that that role and whatnot. I'd love to see the Lando Calrissian Chronicles. Um, As much as I'd love to see the Han Solo trilogy, I would love another two solo films. But anyway, um, yeah, some of of them 
sound really, really interesting, um, especially Darth Bane. Mm -hmm. um, so I think there's some potential, but I think our, I think our, well, first of all, you, what do you think about any of these? To be honest, I am happy with what we're getting. And that's it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to speculate about anything else at this point. I just want to enjoy what we have without the market being bogged down, if that makes sense. And it's not that I'm unhappy about getting Star Wars content. I am already consuming so much. <laughs> I can't do much more, guys. Well, and that's the only reason I think that I, re I, j I just don't see any of these. Mm-hmm. Just because we've, I mean, we've already got two. One just finished its first uh, season. Um, oh, we didn't even mention that in the news. Yeah, uh, episode nine and the Mandalorian season one uh, all wrapped shooting um, yeah. this past week. Um, so, yeah, one just finished finished its first first season. Uh, Cassie and Andor hasn't even started. Yeah, we still have a video game and another. Uh, the end of the saga coming. I, I think it's going to be a while before we get a new, another series announced. Yeah. Um, unless it's an animated form. Yeah. Yeah. I think an animated show could probably... I mean, it depends. Um, we're, we're used to having one Star Wars animated show. We had Clone Wars. Then we had Rebels. Now we have Resistance. So I don't... If they decide to do another one, I don't know. I don't... It's a lot to think about. Yeah. I will, like I said, I'm interested in a few of those. I think a Rose and Page limited series would be good. Yeah. I don't think there's that much that they could explore without having to get certain characters uh, involved. Um, I think a Darth Bane series would be really cool. Yeah. Um, I think there's a lot of interest, but that I think I think that because there's a lot of interest, and I think that's where these rumors come from, is. There's just a lot of interest, so... I mean, it's like them saying, like, they're thinking about doing something with Boba Fett. I'm sure they are. Yeah. But I... I doesn't mean they, they... That's definitively coming or anything like that. Yeah. So, I think it's... I think interesting ideas, but... I, and to, I need a lot more before I, I really buy into it, I'll say. and start Before I start investing in it. Yeah. Um, Aeon Strange asked... Also, can I just take a moment to say how cool that name is? <laughs> a mix of Aeon Flux and Doctor Strange, maybe? I don't know. Maybe. Uh, what would we think of implementing the Yuuzhan Vong into the current canon, and how would we do it? Okay, so... Beware. You had to do special research for I this. I had to. Um, because you I know didn't nothing. read those books. You didn't, you didn't yeah. explore those comics. You didn't... Any, none of that. So mm -hmm. I had you re do research for that so that you could answer this question because mm -hmm. I thought you coming from this perspective of just having met these characters, this species, I thought you would have a, an interesting take on this question. So, take it away, Earl. I am confused and alarmed by the Yuuzhan Vong. <laughs> <laughs> As you should be. As I should be. I don't quite understand everything about them. I've done limited research. I mean, I know what their deal was, you know, that no inorganic life, including their starships and their weapons. 
I don't, I don't know. I legitimately don't know it in this place of, it's, it's fake and in space, but realistic scum and villainy has kind of taken hold to be the big bad guys. I don't know how they would fit in current canon, but that's not to say that they couldn't. If you were tasked with finding a place for them, <laughs> if you were tasked with finding a place for them, yeah, where would you put it, and and would you change anything about them? If you had it, like, if you were pressured to make it fit, how would you make it fit? Here's the thing. The first thing I thought when being introduced to the Yuuzhan Vong was <laughs> it's a mix of Hellraiser and Blade Runner and also Star Wars. <laughs> like I said, I was confused and alarmed by the Yuuzhan Vong. But, having seen the Mortis arc, they're not incredibly far-fetched. Mm -hmm. I think it would have to be like our heroes traveling to another world. And finding them there. Mm -hmm. I don't know if they would come there. Mm -hmm. Because Star Wars is inundated with inorganic life. Mm -hmm. And AI. And droids. I mean... Well, I, don't, I wouldn't say they're afraid of them, though. No. They just don't believe in... They don't believe... They're like, you know, murderous Amish. Yeah. You know, murderous space... Hellraiser Amish people. <laughs> I might just have to get medieval on your writing. <laughs> exactly. Have you ever started rapping Gangsta's Paradise and just immediately went into Amish Paradise? It, all the time. It's a problem. <laughs> but yeah, I... I don't know. It's a humdinger. It's a humdinger. It's a haberdashery. <laughs> um, I've shared before I've never really liked the Yuuzhan Vong. Um, mostly because I didn't feel like they felt like Star Wars, um, as I'd come to know it. Most people like it because it's different. So I'm not saying that you should or shouldn't like the Yuuzhan Vong. If you like them, you like them. If you yeah. don't, you don't. Um, to I, me, I, they're a little more Star Trek than Star Wars. And and that's how I feel about it. It's a very similar kind of mm -hmm. uh, enemy. Yeah, they're the... They're the Cenobites and the Klingons put together. <laughs> well, I was going to say Cenobites and um, Borg. Ah. Uh, yeah, uh, not yeah. with the technology aspect, but with yeah. the caste system and, you know, yeah. the, uh, uh, oh, gosh, um, what's it called? The... Self-mutilation? Not self-mutilation. Well, that, but um, assimilation. Assimilation, yes. Stuff. Uh, anyway. Um, Space sadomasochism. Yeah. I, I, I'm always intrigued to come back to the thought that Dave Filoni at some point was thinking about having them in some way involved with the Clone Wars show. Um, I don't think it would have been full-on invasion. I think it would have been on very small scale. There would have to be a bit changed, I think, for me to accept it because this whole, they're cut off from the Force, they're... It it basically it yeah. it seemed like they were super difficult and super op, and then all of a sudden 
when it was time for the story to end, they were just yeah, it, they you just know, it was kind of cleaned up. Yeah. Um, so I think a lot would have to change to make them a bit more viable of a threat without making them indomitable. Yeah. Um, I think they're very, very interesting. So I can understand why a lot of people like them. And I'm not opposed to the Yuuzhan Vong. At the end of the day, if Disney announced we're introducing the Yuuzhan Vong, I'd be with it. Yeah. But um, I would hope that some things would be changed. If I, I mean, if, if it were left up to me, I would definitely fast forward a good bit past whenever the sequel trilogy ends. Yeah. And set it then. And I would not involve Force users at all. Uh, because I think it'd be interesting if this was not about Jedi or Sith or balance or, you know, the Force. Mm-hmm. I think it'd be interesting if this was just traditional war. Yeah. Um, and like I said, if they were le- a little less OP. Um, and I think even some characteristics of their appearance and so forth would have to be changed because they I can't they, imagine them on screen with a Star Wars character. No. If that makes sense. I imagine them on screen for Doom or for some zombie yeah. flick. Um, so even their very appearance is non-Star Warsy to me. Yeah, they kind of look like uh, if you've ever seen uh, Star, Tre- Star Trek The Next Generation, you have the Romulans... But on the other side of the planet, you have the Remans. Huh. Greek mythology. Um, they look like the Remans to mm-hmm. me. Almost. But, mm-hmm. like, much more self-mutilating. Yeah. If uh, you've never seen Star Trek Nemesis, you have no idea what I'm talking about. And the book had the benefit to be able to go into those darker places of, yeah. ooh, we're gonna have, you know... It, they had the benefit of that. I, I think that... I think that the story group clearly has the mindset of whatever we do outside of films should also be doable on film mm-hmm. kind of aspect because the films are the story. And so everything around that should be able to work in that same medium if it were to end up there. I'm not yeah. saying that the Dr. Aphra series is going to be made into a film, but I'm saying that it could be. Yeah, I could see that. I'm not saying that the Darth Vader series is being made into a film, but I could see that. I couldn't see Yuuzhan Vong, and so I think a lot would fundamentally have to change. A lot more yeah. than I think we can talk about, but yeah. um, I well, mean, yeah. I'll say what I've said before. I'm I'm open to the idea. Um, but you're not going to go looking for it. I'm not going to ask for it, no. Yeah. Um, it reminds me of a conversation that we had a long time ago, and I think it's canon. But I'm not sure. The conversation? Yes. Okay. <laughs> the conversation did in fact happen in this current timeline. Um, talking about how Sheev, our, our old buddy Sheev, reached out to something in deep space and something said something back. Mm-hmm. What if that was the Yuuzhan Vong? I don't know. It was Snoke. It was Snoke? Supposedly. Uh, the the thing is, the big part of the Yuuzhan Vong is they were in a hit unknown part of um, the galaxy so but we've already kind of done that with the first order in the sense of they were building an empire in the unknown regions until they were at full force to come and take over and that's kind of what the Yuuzhan Vong did they didn't attack for a long time because they thought that the empire would be too powerful so they waited until it was the new republic uh, to strike 
Uh, and there, there's a lot to it that I would like. There's a lot that's just out there, and I just, I think it could happen. Um, I just think that people would probably need to be prepared for the Yuuzhan Vong to be different than what they know if it ever did happen. Yes. Um, and, and so, yeah, um, I don't think it's wrong to like the Yuuzhan Vong. I can, like I said, I get it. Mm-hmm. That's just not something I grew up at liking. I still don't quite have a taste for it. Um, so, yeah. 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 Uh, but, feel free to let us know what you would do with the Yuuzhan Vong, guys. Um, but yeah, but be nice, because somebody loves the Yuuzhan Vong. Yeah. It might not be your cup of tea, but somebody loves it as much as you love the sequel trilogy or the prequels and such forth. So, uh, yeah, if you had to work with the Yuuzhan Vong, what would you do? Um, and don't forget that we also want to see your collections. We talked about collecting. Tell us what you collect if you collect something uh, and why, you know, yeah. uh, and all that good stuff. You can let us know that on Facebook and Twitter. And don't forget to like and follow us there so that you can keep up to date with everything going on with the show and you can see all those funny memes we post. You can also subscribe to us on YouTube. I mentioned that earlier. We got a series that goes on on Patreon. It's early access a whole month in advance, but uh, if you'd like to to wait, uh, then you can get it on YouTube uh, later. Like I said, we don't have much on there right now, so uh, go ahead and subscribe and get ready to receive the Nerd Herder goodness on YouTube. Receive it unto your face. Um, and yeah, so again, uh, Patreon, check that out, support the show. We would greatly appreciate your help in making this awesome thing called Nerd Herder happen, and along the way you get rewards for it, like uh, a series called 10 Things We Love About, where this Saturday we're talking about Solo. Um, So if you want to know what we like about Solo and join that conversation, then you can uh, check us out on Patreon. Thank you to Rebecca on Patreon for your support and helping make this show happen. Uh, And yeah, this Friday we're going to be back, going to be talking about Night Sisters on the Clone Wars rewatch, so that's going to be good. And then, yeah, if you like the show, Guys, don't forget to rate and share and tell folks about it. Uh, We'd greatly appreciate that support. Uh, And if you can't check us out on Patreon, if you just don't have it uh, to to give, um, then always remember to check out our banking clans uh, because it's those ads that help uh, in a small way support this show. So um, if you love the show, support the show in any way you can. We appreciate it. We appreciate you guys. And that's a show. Yay! That's it's a, a show. wrap. Uh, well, thank you guys. Uh, I've been your herd leader, John Wayne. And I've been your herd mom, Megan. This has been Nerd Herder. And your job now, should you choose to accept it but you don't really get a choice, stay scruffy and may the force be with you. <laughs>